careful, man. There's a beverage here, huh? Sorry about your barn. You begin a luck. Wake up. Time to die. You can't handle the truth. I'm somebody's bitch. I hated the colonel with his wee beady eyes. Nice beaver. Damn. We're in a tight spot. Hey, you stop laughing right now. (laughs) Man. You are one pathetic loser. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. We created the missionary position. You're welcome. Up your butt, Joe Boo. Rocky Road? Keep the change, you filthy animal. Blue, you're my boy! And I'm gonna change you from a rooster to a hen with one shot. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Yeah, they, maybe your performance hasn't been up. Yeah. That's what we're saying. He just wanted to suddenly get put it on a record. Right, there you go. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Fascinated with Films. Century Club, motherfucker. Yeah, I know. It's like the uh, Saturday Night Live uh, Can we get a jacket? We get a jacket? Like gold jacket? Is that what it was? <laughs> Yeah, you didn't Monogram get your jacket yet. Jacket? I sent it UPS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get there. Yes, this is our special 100 episodes. Man, 100 episodes. It's crazy. I remember when he pitched the idea to me. I was like, right around episode 35, we're going to start having some difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess technically we could have another mini celebration at like 104, you yeah, know, because yeah. that's officially two years. Yeah, but man. He's just close. trying to yeah. have I like nice even numbers, so yeah. uh, we're going to go with 100. <laughs> it's a commitment, man. Proud it of is, you guys. It, there's a lot of people that don't get to 100 when they do podcasts because people forget you need to have a major commitment. Not only 100, because a lot of people can do 100 if they space their episodes like once every month or once every three weeks or something like that. But getting it every week out on the same date. Yeah, we like, haven't missed a week. No, we haven't missed a we week. Took, I think we took one off on my graduation, but... Uh, I think we made up for it, though. We, do, think, we yeah. definitely made up. I'm talking Everyone, release dates. Oh, release yeah. date. Okay. So, release times, I don't think we ever missed one. I'm even, not in charge of that. Because <laughs> even I'm going to... Uh, well, things it was a lot easier once I realized I could schedule it and not have to be live. Like, oh shit, nine a.m. I'm putting. He'd it wake up. up at two in the morning to <laughs> get it done. <laughs> oh, now I've like got I've had tomorrow or Saturday's episode ready to drop for like a week and a half. Hell so yeah, it's already been up there. Hell so. yes, hell yeah. So yeah, last week we did some Tim Burton. This week it's Tim wild Burton. card bitches. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we don't know. It might be uh. Dave's. Yeah, this is wild card, bitches. Hell yes. Uh, this is. Uh, we only do this on special occasions. We did it on episode fifty. We did it on Justin's birthday. That's we right. might have How done it one other time. Birthday wild that was his request. I requested man. it. Request. Oh, okay. says, That's my birthday present. See, I, I'm, I'm kind of gonna push against the wild card because if it was wild card, I could use and it could pick any movie I wanted. If it was, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't read the asterisk. The five, <laughs> the fine print. Yeah, the fine print <laughs> explains everything, dude. The fourteen fifths we're, of book. <laughs> 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 Dave saw in, uh, one of. Uh, was the last time you saw the same movie in the theater Ooh, twice? God, nineties. Really, that's crazy. Nineties. I, I haven't. And done the it only in a while. reason why is, I think I saw a movie and told you it was good, and then we went and saw yeah, it yeah, again. I, well, that's half the movies I saw is like telling your friends, "Oh, you haven't seen it? Let's go." 
you know. Let me physically put you yeah. in the vehicle. Yeah. There hasn't been a, it, it's been a while, though. I can't remember uh, the last movie that I saw twice in the theater. I want to say it was only a few years ago, though, but I can't remember what actually what it was. I How remember mine, but was it's on lot? my list. So. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have another movie that you saw multiple times? What's the movie you saw the most in the theater? Um, Terminator 2. How many times did you see it? I think I saw that like six or seven times yeah. in the theater. Crazy. I fucking love that movie. Oh, you, did I you see one? Ghostbusters. Uh, Wayne's World also was a big one. For Wayne's you. World. You had an, I remember you stopped. After three, you were like, yeah, I've seen it enough or something like that. But. I saw Gremlins like three times as a kid. Yeah, I never saw it in the theater. <laughs> as, as, a four, the as a four-year-old. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I, mine was definitely uh, Pulp Fiction. I saw You uh, saw it nine, nine times. times. Yeah. Damn. And, uh, I remember seeing there was... I saw Pulp Fiction once, twice in the same day. So another movie I saw twice in the same day was that Shining Through. I saw oh, yeah, yeah, I saw it in the morning, and then I went and saw it with you and your girlfriend at night. And I was like, it's a great movie. i got to go see it. I'll go see it right now. So I saw Back to the Future. Several times? Back to back. Oh, really? Oh, like, that's we saw dope. it, and then we went back in the theater. Oh, that's, that's cool. Awesome. I, that I don't have. I've, there's been a couple of movies. You did that you know, too? Like, well, no, that I haven't. But like yeah. that, you know, Terminator was definitely one of them where I just like walked out and was like, I just want to go and see that again. Yeah. Matrix was another Matrix one when that first came one, out. Yeah. I saw that. And then there's ones that times. have been so confusing. That I need to see that sucker again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you saw which ones? The one that you went and saw for the second time. Uh, I can't remember. I can't, no, I meant. Oh, recently. Yeah, recently. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was um, like, you got problems, a, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I told you. I forget. Every t- all, all the work that I'm doing right now is, expands my mind, and I, I've realized that my mind expansion has limitations, so to speak. <laughs> so I have to jettison stuff every once in a while. But once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, you took our, mm-hmm. uh, our I mom took to our see mom to see She it. liked it? She really did. Yeah, she and liked it. Th- I think most of the people... Um, enjoyed it. There was a few people that cringed. Oh, in the theater? Yeah. yeah. Um, you were people watching since you've seen it already during certain scenes? Right? Well, one, people that were right dead in front you of You said me. these were crappy-ass, like, terrible theater seats. Terrible theater. Yeah, down there, they haven't theater. got the uh, reserved yeah, seating. We're, and we're the seats we were in were terrible. Just were lumping I went in to the yeah. movies this last week, too, and I even me not being able to go to the Celebration Point when I'm spoiled as shit now with the, yeah. the nice one in town. Because even the one that we go to that's <laughs> by Wynn Meadows there, it, it's nice. You got reserved seatings and everything, yeah. but you don't have those things. It's a, it's a little smaller. And you, you the sound people. system's not as good. But cool. I was the only person in the theater. Uh, I had the whole theater. So nice. at times when I was wondering who an actor was, I'm just opening and scrolling it and um, shit. It was like I was at home on the couch. I, yeah, I was going to tell him to it FaceTime It was funny. Uh, when I was leaving this movie... I try to get mom to stay for the post-credit sequence. Oh, yeah, yeah, And she's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I said, just wait a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. She, she couldn't take it anymore. Finally, she left. And we're walking out. And the, there's a couple sitting in seats down there. And he's like, I guess they're not going to put something in at the end. And I was like, no, wait for it. Because <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That fake commercial. Yeah. Yeah, you missed it. It was uh, yeah, yeah. It was just like, it was a fake commercial for Red Apple Cigarettes, which Quentin uses during his uh, other... Uh, in his other movies, remember uh-huh. he uses it in Pulp Fiction and everything. But it was just to see. Uh, uh, he did it all serious, and then he flipped out on camera and uh, knocked they over the stage. He's like shit. He sings "Tastes Like Shit" or something like that. Too. It was great. Um, but yeah, so it uh, held up to you. You got to look yeah, at it yep. with. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, Justin's she, wrong. It and, was good. And she like <laughs> I, I paid mainly just to go see if Justin was right. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> well, maybe he is. Nope. 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 <laughs> well, I went to the movies. I went. To oh, you went to the movies. Uh, 
I was going to go see that. And then I was like, man, there's this other movie I've been wanting to see, and I know they're going to take it out of the theater. And what happened uh, today? Gone. Oh, really? Yeah, it's gone. Really? Oh, wow. How long I was watched it, it last week. Uh, it had been out there a while. That's it? why I was sitting there by myself. It had already been out for like six weeks, maybe, maybe even eight weeks. I didn't realize it had been out for so uh, long. Yeah. It was, what was it uh, called? Midsommar by uh, Ari... Uh, Ari uh, is it Ari Aster? Is he Dennis, I think it's Ari Aster. Danish or something? No, he's this. Yeah, maybe he's the same guy that did um, Hereditary. Okay, and he has a style that Hereditary guy, and I'm telling you, very similar to Hereditary. And I'm not going to ruin anything on Midsummer uh, because it, it is phenomenal. I loved it. This guy is my new favorite. My new favorite, like. Uh, sci-fi director is that uh the director from blade runner 2049 and the arrival mm-hmm. and uh that guy but my new horror guy man is this ari aster man he is amazing uh you guys both saw hereditary and you saw how kind of shocking that was yeah. and very similar to that it's one of those movies that sticks with you that you think about for like an entire week afterwards because remember when you first saw hereditary you didn't like it no i didn't and then you went and you thought about it and I, thought yeah, about I it and then watched like, it again and you were i remember getting a text and you were like you know i want to rescind maybe that'll happen once a time time no, nah, no probably won't. not <laughs> it's literally one of his five worst yeah. movies yeah. ever I, i'll never watch it again <laughs> uh uh Justin, you want to come over for dinner? <laughs> but uh, can, can I get a plate to go? <laughs> yeah, I'll be out here two hours and forty-five minutes. Uh, but I loved it. I thought it was great. But very similar to Hereditary, like, you, like I said, you think about it afterwards. You're like, man, that was really fucked up. And mm. it had a lot of similarities to Wicker Man. Uh, but the difference to me was, uh, do you know in Wicker Man where it's him dealing with the crazy town all the way up to where the festival happens? And the festival happens in like five minutes and then it's done. Uh, in this movie, something happens at the very beginning, uh, shocking, very similar to how Hereditary had that shocking moment where yeah. the guy went to the party and everything. Yeah. So something similar happened. He, he loves dealing with damaged individuals because of something horrible happening, it seems. That's very uh, similar to him. And... Uh, at the right after that, it's just the group of friends who are going to go to this uh, one of their uh, uh, friends who had come to the states lives in a small village over in Sweden, and they're going to have this kind so of he's crazy. Recruiting motherfuckers. He's having uh-huh. some crazy wild. Uh, kind of festival that he's invited them all back for and he's like you know you're gonna find it really artsy and weird and hopefully you'll enjoy it and everything and literally 15 minutes into the movie they're there and the and this is a two and a half hour movie so the rest of the two hours and 15 minutes for the movie is during the festival and it happens over nine days oh. and literally that first day something horrible happens and then people start disappearing and weird shit is showing up and so you're watching the movie just like it's very slow like mm-hmm. Justin slow <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not like dying hey, but, yeah. but, don't know my very well <laughs> but, but see like I liked Hereditary and yeah, it was slow it was, I mean yeah. I, you know that no, was this, slow this was something going on through the whole thing yeah. you felt that really tension that that's you were, what he's good at yeah and it's, you were scared to see what was going to happen next and because you knew horrible things were happening you knew you would eventually see he did this great thing where on the walls there was a lot of like kind of you know cave painting type of stuff where they kept showing through the whole movie and you know they uh, they show something horrible on the wall and you're like oh you know we're going to see that you know we're going to yeah, see right. that yeah. at some point there's some really crazy imagery and it just it was awesome it was really really good but it was very slow I would recommend a lot of people well now you have no choice but to see it at home <laughs> when it comes out but uh, I was glad I went and saw it in the theater hell yeah because yeah, I missed Hereditary in the theater I had to see that on uh, on 
digital or whatever it is. On poor people's TV? Poor people's TV. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> so something different we're going to yeah. do on this pod since we're celebrating 100. I'm allowed to. He's eat. allowed to eat munchies. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm going to eat something right now. <laughs> do it. He's like, a, um, I brought, um, <laughs> I brought soft food, thinking that wasn't going to be an issue, but apparently it is. <laughs> it's not little uh, candy shells, <laughs> candies rolling around in a glass. Wild bowl. card bitches. Wild <laughs> card bitches. I do what I want. <laughs> I'm going to make an omelet halfway through. <laughs> So what we're going to do here, and I'm going to uh, make a, uh, a list here. All right. While he's making a list, no, I'll that's just... that's it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> While he's making a list. His whole life is a list. Yeah. That is very true. That's never been a more true statement. <laughs> <laughs> and if he doesn't have a list to, li- a list to write, he makes one up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't matter. I'm going to make a list of the lists I'm going to yeah. make. <laughs> what were you going to say? I don't remember. <laughs> what, oh, I'm anxious what? to know about the games, though. Yes. Yeah, so what we're gonna do here is we, we got play one right out of the gate. We Ooh. have a very yeah we are uh, yeah we eat. We're gonna do five rounds and it'll be before the rounds where we talk about our wild card. We're each gonna go through and talk uh, five rounds, five movies each. But before each round, we're gonna do this trivia game. And I looked up and I found uh, each round will consist of five trivia, and I'll slash you if you got it right or you got it wrong. And then uh, we'll see who the can be crowned the winner at the end of the uh, the person. But these are some really interesting facts too. So it's not like something the listeners not going to be interested in. These facts are, uh, I think, nine eighty five ninety percent of them I didn't know. I didn't know they interested. Ninety percent he didn't know. Uh, I yeah. thought they were interesting as shit. I think I'm going to win. It, this. It's one of those things that it doesn't really uh, <laughs> confidence is sex. I can't well, tell if I want to say good luck or I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> well, Dave. it's multiple choice, and you guys can uh, work it out. Uh, on air, if you want to uh, think it up, uh, if it gets going too long, I'm gonna. Uh, do I have to phrase it in the word? Yeah. No, you do not. Um, uh, is there like a buzzer? Or are we slapping? No, or? I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, it doesn't <laughs> have to think be. This <laughs> no, well, gotcha. it doesn't have to be who. Point for me. <laughs> it doesn't have to be who answers first. You're both gonna answer and tell me A through D who you think it is. Okay. So it doesn't really matter who goes. So first. if we both say B on yeah. every single answer, it'll be a tie at the yes. end of the. What are you doing here? I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm not going to say that's happening, but would that could that be a possibility? Uh, sure. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go round one. All so right. Round, round one. Fight. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Fight. <laughs> He's probably got some music to go in. Hell yeah, Street Fighter. There'll be some cool stuff happening. I tell you, this will be highly produced. I'll be like that morning show with the... They make fun of it on South Park. (laughs) What is it? The uh, the puppy and the baby or something Uh, like that? I like the... I like the one from Wayne's World. I like the Wayne's World. Handsome Dave. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Weenie in the butt. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Weenie in the butt. (laughs) All right. So yeah, round one. Here's our first question. One of five. This person was not paid for acting in this film. Instead, he took percentage points, which ultimately netted him in the region of $40 million. Now, here are four choices. A, Mel Gibson in Braveheart. B, Tom Hanks in Forrest Gump. C, Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. Or D, Bruce Willis in Armageddon. If you need me to repeat the question, I will. I think it's A. It's D. So, Justin says, A, Mel Gibson in Braveheart. Dave says, uh, D, Bruce Willis, and Armageddon. You're both wrong. Oh. <laughs> See? So now we're still tied. They're still okay, tied. Okay, all right. So what are the other two choices? The other two choices I don't think were, you get uh, to answer it twice. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, Tom Hanks in Forrest Gump or Anthony Hopkins in Sounds of the Lambs. 
Uh, I mean, it has to be Tom Hanks. I'm going to say Anthony Hopkins. It was Tom Hanks. Damn. You don't get a point for that. But yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Tom Hanks to begin with, but I read a, I read it's interesting, you know, a story recently about Bruce Willis getting percentages of a movie, but yeah. I didn't know which one. See, and I thought that um, like Braveheart, wasn't that like written and directed by Mel Gibson? Yeah, but he took a paycheck. Yeah, well, see, I figured he would have taken points on that anyways. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, so yeah, so that was question one. Question two. This is going to be a good one. All right. This person performed about 95% of the fight scenes himself in this film. To prepare for the role, he trained for three months. His training consisted of judo, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, markmanship, and driving. Now, your choices are A, Matt Damon in The Born Supremacy, B, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, C, Keanu Reeves in John Wick 2, or D, Jason Statham in The Transporter. Damn, that's a list. I'm telling you, man. These, these fake answers went, I came up he with. Went myself, out, he's so. like, who else would have needed yeah, all that? Yeah, no, that was good. I, I'm, I'm impressed um, with my fake answers. Yeah, no, that's good. Much. That's a tough one. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, Keanu Reeves and John Wick. Uh, Matt Damon. Justin's got a point on Yay! the board. <laughs> it is Keanu Reeves in John Wick. I never saw that. That's a good movie, dude. It's a whole series. Yeah, I, really it's good. a series that I need to work myself through. Once uh, three is available on DVD, which should be in a couple weeks, I think, I'll go through the first two and then both. What did you say about him the other day? Um, Keanu. Keanu Reeves. Is, oh, it, yeah. There was a great tweet the other day that says, the older I get, the more I realize that what I wanted Johnny Depp to be, Keanu Reeves is. <laughs> <laughs> I That's thought that awesome. was really good. He's got a lot of great stories about him. Uh, oh, calories, yeah. So. He, we got him in a future character pod. All right, question number three. This person to refused to take steroids to muscle up for this role. He also refused any digital touch-ups or enhancement to his body in his shirtless scenes. The answers are A, Henry Cavill in Man of Steel, B, Jason Momoa in Aquaman, C, Chris Helmsworth in Thor, or D, Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool? Deadpool. Um, C. Which is that? Helmsworth in yeah. Thor? No one gets a point on the board in that Damn, one. Damn, was it A? It is A. Damn. Henry Cavill and Man of Steel. That's the one that I wanted to go I with. I knew he, when he went with the superhero movie, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but just, you, you know those actors. That's all you have to know. <laughs> yeah. I don't think seeing those movies <laughs> made a difference. Yeah, because Henry Cavill's a fucking beast, man. Yeah. Like, They're all pretty That big. scene I mean, in Mission at, Impossible uh, in the bathroom. Chris Hemsworth's huge, too. Oh, yeah. I mean. But that scene in Mission Impossible yeah. where he's in the bathroom yeah. in that fight, like, dude, he's huge in that. Like, We're not going to bulk up your suit. Yeah. All right, question four. This performer was battling a drug addiction during the production of this film. The director gave them an ultimatum that would uh, that there would be a blood test on the set every day of filming, and if they failed the test once, they would be fired. Wow. And the questions are, or the answers are... All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> Dave gets four points. <laughs> Brittany Murphy in Sin City. Tom Sizemore in Saving Private Ryan. Heath Ledger in The Brothers Grimm. Or Philip Seymour Hoffman in Capote. Tom Sizemore. I was going to say Sizemore, too. I think, I think you're right. You're both correct. All right. <laughs> he seems like the Good dude. Job. He seems like the dude you'd have to do that to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he also seems like the dude that... I, I like Tom Sizemore. He brings a lot to stuff, but not enough that I'd have to go through that trouble. You could Well, he was on that celebrity rehab, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw you that know, season. Yeah. But he, you could have easily recast him. I yeah. mean, I hate to say it because I do like Tom Sizemore, but there's you could bring in William Fichter and get the same shit. So, yeah. I, I was that on Saving Private he was Ryan. One, yeah. No, but yeah. one, Saving Private Ryan was one 
of my favorite roles for him. I do like him in it. He's like, very low key for him. You yeah. Know? Uh, Just got the wind knocked out of me. <laughs> yeah. Love that scene. Yeah. Oh, the breeze scene at the end. He's a fucking oh, badass in that scene, nice. man. All right. Last question for the first round. Dur- speaking of Spielberg, during production of Schindler's List, the atmosphere was so <laughs> grim and depressing that Steven St- Spielberg asked this person if he could tell some jokes and do comedy sketches on set. The answers are A, George Carlin, B, Adam Sandler, C, Dennis Leary, or D, Robin Williams. I got to go Robin Williams because he's such a lighthearted dude. Who was what was number two? Uh, George Carlin, Adam Sandler, Dennis Leary, or Robin Williams. Tick D. Talk. Uh, yeah, it's it, either C or D. Well, pick one of them. <laughs> D is my answer. Yeah. Uh, Rob Williams. Yeah. All right, you both get a point. Sweet. Rob Williams. And apparently, Spielberg used to watch uh, Seinfeld episodes like on set too. Huh. To like. Yeah, that would be like a terribly sad movie yeah. to make. Oh, the train's God. leaving the station. Everybody oh, look fuck, yeah. like you're never coming back. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, so at the end of the first round, Justin at three, David two. Bow to your sensei. Bow to your sensei! Except right. my ex laughed during the show. What? <laughs> In the theater. Oh, yeah, she did. That's right. I forgot about it pissed that. pissed off so many people. I it bet. Was, don't you remember the Seinfeld episode when they're making out during Schindler's List? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I out? found that somewhat funny. Cause they were doing a pan across the bodies, uh-huh. and one of the bodies had its hand like in rigor mortis, like uh-huh. raised. Yeah. And for some reason, she thought that was funny. Wow. I would I would have moved a seat apart. Yeah, right. Slowly, <laughs> or turn, or turned around to the people behind me and been like, "How could you laugh at that?" <laughs> Ooh, that's cold hearted. Yeah. Right Immediately to laugh and laugh. to blame it on somebody else. That's cold. That's brilliant, man. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good shit. All actually. right, wild card round one. All right, Justin, um, what you got? And so, you could pick any movie. No, you preferably can't. You can't. <laughs> 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 Don't lie to these people. Yeah, you yeah. cannot. Well, you can preferably pick one of the ten you have left. <laughs> preferably one you haven't talked about before. All right. Uh, <laughs> so I'm looking here just so I can get the movie. So this was one of my favorite movies as a kid, man. Um, Apparently not. We haven't heard about it before. It's been difficult to find. A lot a of pod. movies I got didn't, just didn't fall into a category. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah. I, I have a couple of those. This is 1987's Big Shots. Oh, Big Shots, man. Yeah, have you seen this? I love it. Oh, what uh, is this Me one? and Matt used to watch this. Um, so it's got... Uh, With Eddie from uh, Eddie Family from Matters. Matters. And... Uh, you probably haven't seen it. Yeah. Paul Winfield is in it. Um, Paul Winfield's great in Robert it. Robert Prosky's in it. Um, I love Robert Prosky. Yeah, he played the, uh, the pawn shop guy, right? Yeah. Um, Joe Seneca. I haven't seen this in so long, but me and Matt used to watch this HBO early. You know, it was like right after Little Monsters, they would play like this. And it was that kind of... Window pane! I don't remember (laughs) details about it other than the pawn shop and how they kind of, uh, they screwed over... they screw over the mob or something like that? Or, so, yeah, tell a story. I'll, yeah, I'll fuck I, it up. This is one that I watched this week because I was... And first of all, it's got so many plot holes. Like how oh, they yeah. just go the, from one thing to the up, next. Oh, it, it was basically fun. a buddy comedy with kids. It was yeah. a kid's buddy comedy. Kind of like in the vein of... Uh, like blank check where you just get to see some kid running around doing stuff that he probably shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The movie starts off, and uh, the main character's name is Obadiah, and everybody just calls him Obi. And he's, like, fishing with his dad, and in the next scene, he's in school, and, like, his dad had a heart attack, and now he has to go to the hospital. Life's tough, kid. Yeah, and and then his dad dies. Like, and that's, like, the first five minutes of the movie, you know? 
Um, how I start any kid movie. I know, right? <laughs> um, so it's the plot of Lion good. King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, they're taking a Disney playbook. They know what they're doing. Yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, everybody's sad right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the kid, you know, is obviously very upset, and just like one day he's supposed to go to school, he skips school, he gets on his bike, and uh, he lives in like a, shub- a suburb outside of Chicago, and he just rides his bike into the city gets lost, gets robbed, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I just want to look up his name because I don't want to keep calling him Eddie. <laughs> That's um, what I do. Yeah. I always call him Eddie, man. Yeah, I know. You and everybody uh, else. I, okay, I so Eddie him. from Family What's Matters. What's his name, though? I just had it. Darius McRae. <laughs> Darius McRae. Um, yeah, he went on a bunch of stuff. I mean, uh, uh, he, did a, he did a few things when he was older. Yeah, Dude. yeah. Um, so he's there with like a group of three guys, and the three guys rob this kid, Obi, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. So he ends up like trying to help him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole movie is just about them, like hanging out in the inner city, trying to get back his dad's watch because mm-hmm. they stole his dad's watch from him. Um, so eventually, like, and it was at the pawn shop with Prowski. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Paul Winfield is like the main dude you I love talk Paul to. Winfield. You yeah. know Paul Winfield? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's like the main dude you talk to if you're like trying to buy a gold mm-hmm. watch. You know, and one my favorite line, my favorite quote from this whole movie is he's sitting in the bar and Eddie walks in and, you know, he's a kid, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, he's he, like, what, 13? Maybe. Yeah. Um, and uh, he comes in and he's like, Red, what's up, my man? How's it hanging? And he goes to the bartender. He goes, let me get a Johnny Walker Red on the rocks. And, and they end up giving him a tall glass of milk, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Um, and so eventually they, they steal a Mercedes, mm-hmm. and the Mercedes belongs to these two gangsters. The front cover I used to love with them leaning up against, against the car, the man, with, with the sunglasses, sunglasses? On. Absolutely, oh, yeah, dude. This was great, man. Yeah, so it becomes like a road movie. Um, Eddie wants to find his dad, who's actually in Louisiana, so they drive this stolen Mercedes mm-hmm. from Chicago to Louisiana and, like... It, it's, it's a like fun Delman Louise a little bit without the going over the whole the, cliff uh, thing. The whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole downer of an ending. Um, yeah, and you know, it, <laughs> the whole sexual assault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, none of that. I guess that was part of it. It's not yeah. anything like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away. Yeah, it's more like uh, Tommy Boy or Road Trip. <laughs> no, no, not the Evil Bunny, y'all. There, there is Evil this, Bunny. The what are you most, talking about? There's, there's nothing the, here. Yeah, we should take a take a picture of that uh, montage. Yeah, there. there's. The most, keep him honest, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a whole slew of uh they're called pandelphins, which yes. are like uh old hand painted UK figurines. Like, porcelain figurines. Porcelain figurines. Scary looking bunny rabbits. Very that you detailed. see on a lot of like sixty or seventy year old people's like uh <laughs> Like shelves and stuff. Our grandmother had this. Was most of our grandmother's she collection. Had, she uh, probably spent thousands, yeah, of dollars. And you would it. think they would be something worth a shitload of they money. Were, and some, some of them are worth a lot, but yeah, it's some, like one off. Yeah, ones. you have to put it up there and sit on it. So. Yeah, and the one that's sitting in front of me <laughs> is like guarding his apples. He's yeah, he's got a basket of apples and he's eating one and he's looking at me like motherfucker. <laughs> if you touch my apples, I will fucking murder you. Get you. one plot that's line exactly wrong. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm throwing this you apple. Need to at not you. get rid of him. You know, he needs to be like up there <laughs> chilling. Get rid yeah, of all the other. If ones. anybody were to ever break into your house, yeah, and but you see know what? That, he's like, probably the one that's worth the most money. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Dave. What do you got? For wild card. Oh, we already we're done with his. Yeah, yeah. yeah we can move on. Big shot. So. I, I want good pick though. Really I wanted pick. to pick this movie. I don't think we spent time on it. I we might have mentioned it before, but I the reason <laughs> it's on my list 
is because it had such I a profound. Because it, no, it, it's wild card. <laughs> it is. I, wild card means I don't have to explain myself. Wild card, exactly. <laughs> I, Police Academy one. <laughs> we don't go. do that to me. <laughs> All right, go ahead. No, um, really. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> Except I can't talk about Mahoney, it. Mahoney, motherfucker. <laughs> talking about the cop. characters. And he went to police academy. <laughs> he wasn't very good at it. And he was with a bunch of other people that weren't Shit, very good at it. He remembers it more than I thought he did. <laughs> this is a movie we watched growing up. It was on a lot. I don't know if they actually played it a lot. This is probably even before we had VCRs. Um our dad liked westerns, mm-hmm. and this is uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Famous for its uh, music, there. This was yep. the Spaghetti great Western Leone in the realm of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. where the character went over and did some spaghetti westerns. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. When I was watching that, that's what I thought of because at some point Clint Eastwood left Hollywood and went to Italy and uh, did all those. I think everyone besides uh, Clint Eastwood didn't make out too well doing it, yeah. but Clint Eastwood was such a big star that he, he could have went over there, he could have stayed here. Those were some of his best movies, this one in particular. This one this was, was part my of a, favorite. It's part of a quadrilogy, the, Is really. it a quadrilogy? Because it was like Technically, a, uh, a fistful of dollars, a few dollars more. This is the third one, actually. This one, and, and then, then Duck what you was the sucker. Duck You Sucker was technically, like, if you buy the box I'm going to get you, sucker? Uh, no, it's called, it's called <laughs> Duck You Sucker. Yo, G, man. It's, uh, <laughs> what's his name from uh, from Payback? It's got his bags. His oh, shot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, damn. What the hell? Is James Colburn. James Coburn. Colburn was the star of it, so it wasn't Clint Eastwood, but for some reason, I guess it was Leone, because every time you see that box set, that's included in it. Huh. Uh, so that's it interesting. Must be part so you get a fun fact. But most people... With the wild card. Here you go. That's not even a question. <laughs> <laughs> but the, most people look at it as the trilogy. The, the Man With No Name trilogy is the kind of big one. But this was, I think, the best of the... Of the three, it, it was the maybe first, it was because we were exposed it was, to it, more. but also it was the first time where I started relating the use of music wound in yeah. with the shots, yeah. like those gigantic wide shots of him riding through the desert. Yeah, Leone it was had a slow. style. Leone had a really this big movie style. was slow. I don't know yeah. if you've seen it. I saw it when I was a kid. I and I so barely remember low. any of it. Um, uh, well, is there is this the one where there's the scene where he's like on the horse with the noose around yeah, his yeah, neck yeah. and like yeah, it had yeah. a great premise. Well, um, it and it was slow, but for a Leone movie, it really wasn't yeah. as slow. It, if you look at Once Upon a Time in not Hollywood, but Once Upon a Time in, in the West, West. the. Uh, that scene just at the beginning with Charles Bronson and that other guy on the porch with the fly on his face, that, that scene lasts about seven minutes and it is literally nothing but the face with the fly on it and everything. Mm. It is it is like molasses slow. <laughs> <laughs> so this one even amps it a nope, little bit that's up. that's it. I'm done. I'm <laughs> this one had like so many good key scenes though, which was great about this yeah. movie is you could jump to the Civil War stuff, the stuff the on the bridge. The one where he's getting beat the, up in, by the Oh yeah, the, the interrogation when, During stuff. the interrogation. Yeah, that was great. But basically, tell us kind Blowing of what up. the scam that so was going basically on. Basically, you had uh, Eli Watts. I mean, they're all—they're both outlaws. They're all outlaws. One of them has he's, a little he's bit more. He's an anti-hero. Yeah, I mean, Blondie has a little bit more scruples than not much. Yeah, not much, but he does. He if he made a deal, I don't think he would screw anyone on it unless he was already screwed over once. And that's the kind of Eli Wallach's character. Eli Wallach's character is like you can't trust him as far as you can throw him. He's going to screw you no matter what. And then you you've got the ugly or the bad who played brilliantly by Lee Van Cleef. Yep. My favorite line is, you cut my percentages, 
liable to cut and cut. <laughs> it's liable to affect my aim. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that's a scam. Tell us a scam. What so basically, do? Eli Wallach's character is worth a, a bounty, mm. and uh, Blondie turns him in, gets the money. There, and while they're carrying out his sentence, <laughs> which is a hanging, which is a hanging, he shoots the rope, uh-huh. and then the horse. Runs off and then they get away and they split the money up. They go to the next town and they do it good, again. Good deal, you yeah. know, a lot of it. And uh, we should mention Quentin influences heavily into the spaghetti westerns too. He is a huge fan of these movies. Mm. Uh, these and De Palma probably are his two biggest influences. And some probably karate movies too. Oh yeah, yeah, kung fu movies, black exploitation movies. Those were his thing. He just uh, likes and he kind of just blending those all together. But no, when you, <laughs> if you look at his like. Uh, library of films Mm -hmm. it's really based on like four or five different like uh, specific genres because kill bill felt like a western yeah at times and then it also felt like Like a japanese kung fu movie so yeah uh but then what uh he didn't eli Eli wallach didn't like his percentage i mean well he didn't think he wasn't uh, taking the risk well blondie was like he's like i don't think you're going to be worth much more than this that's true at some point so i think he was going to part ways with him and uh him walking him through the desert. Ooh. That was, was at, because, like we said, this is a vast movie. It's like three and a half hours long. So at some point, they end up separating, and then they join up again, and then there's that great scene where well, Eli Wallach, because at some point, Blondie did it to Eli Wallach, right? Or was it the other way around? Who did it first? Blondie did it to Eli Wallach first. Okay. And That's he, why he walked he, him through the desert. Because remember when he says, I feel like a man of your strength can make it, was the exact same words yeah. that he had said yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. So... Really, Blondie screwed him over yeah. to begin with. Because then they had that over. great scene when Blondie was back in town and, and Eli Walt comes During to see him. Yeah. And yeah, and he's cleaning his gun. Yeah. And you see the parade with the military guys coming through. And all of a sudden, he's cleaning his gun slower, slower. But then you see the banditos that Eli Walt brought steps. with him yeah. coming up the steps. And uh, there was a great shot where like he just gets the gun. He's in the tub, to, isn't he? Or no? No, no, no. That's no, Eli Wallach in the that's tub. That's later, yeah. Um, but he just gets his gun back together, and he spins around, the door opens, and he goes, pow, 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 pow. Yeah. Great gunshots on this movie. Yeah. For, by the Except way. he didn't realize Eli Wallach came Yeah, the he turned around, and Eli Wallach is sitting in the windowsill, and he had his gun on him. He's like, there's two kind of people, my friend, those who come through the door and those that come through the windows. <laughs> it's a great role for Eli Wallach. He never... He, it was funny. He, was he funny. never played that type of character again. You probably uh, have seen him in several movies when he was real old. He was the guy that was hunting Burt Lancaster and Kurt Douglas and Tough Guys. Oh, yeah, when he picked up the walker. Yeah, when he picked up the walker. <laughs> and the oh, man, he's just such a... He, and he, what, he's always played that great What made this bag. movie so brilliant is... so. He was so after that scene, he prayed, What's his name through the desert? You yeah. thought the movie would have just ended, he would have died, and, and Eli Wallach would have won. Level at this point, well, what happened was a stagecoach came barreling towards both of them almost as Clint Eastwood was near death, yeah. And so they, the, it's full of dead soldiers, so they think, and they find one soldier and alive. And the and he's and Eli Wallach's like ripping the gold off of everybody, and the guy's like. Well, he's give, me some, give me some water, and I'll tell you about a gold shipment yeah, where the, that we buried. And so... <laughs> then he like, really cares about yeah, that. Yeah. First, oh, he's no, just no, going to no. let him I'll die. I'll get you some water. So Eli walks... He says, hang on, so hang on. walks around the corner to get water, and he comes back, and you can see the guy whispering something to, to Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> and he, he goes nuts on him because the guy dies. Right. And he's like, if you kill me, you'll never know the name of the cemetery. Oh, so God. he told Eli Wallach the name of the grave, mm-hmm. and he told... Clint Eastwood, the name of the cemetery. Mm-hmm. So now they both need each other. Right. So he's like... I think it was the other way around. Yeah. yeah. So he uh, 
So then he's like, well, I'll take you to my brother. His brother worked at a monastery. Yeah, yeah. And I liked those scenes. Yeah, it was great. I loved what people considered the slow scenes yeah. and stuff. And you, most of the stuff with the bad was separate from them, except yeah. for the stuff with the Civil War. And I didn't talk much about Lee Van Cleef, but he had that great scene when when he... Uh, Showed up the guy's house. We showed up the guy's yeah. house, and they had the kid on the donkey, yeah. like, grinding the corner. It was corn good. And... It was a great movie, but I could definitely... It's one of those movies you clearly can't uh, recommend to just everyone. First of all, they got to like Westerns. Second of all, they got to like super slow yeah. Westerns. Like, do you like 2001 Space Odyssey? <laughs> you do? Okay, I got a movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good one, though. Awesome. All right. My first one here, and this was one that I watched all the time back in the 80s, and we haven't talked about it yet, and it was one of those ones that everyone thought was absolutely ridiculous except for me. Uh, but it was a big movie, and it starred a lot of great stars. And this is 1984's The Ice Pirates. Ice Pirates. Space Herpes. Space Herpes. <laughs> Have you seen The Ice Pirates? I'm not sure. So this movie started a lot more. I hadn't seen it in like 20 years until I re- uh, watched it. Oh, I would be. Man, yeah, tell me, because I would be surprised. so much fun in it, and I forgot some of the main actors in this movie, too. So you got the great Robert Urich, which most people know from Spencer for Hire uh, back in the 80s was the TV show he was on. Uh, he ended up dying of uh, was it cancer. I think he died. Of cancer uh probably yeah he died really young he was like 53 he was a great actor he i loved him in magnum force as one of the cops he was just uh he went on to be one of the big tv actors out there but so uh water is super valuable and there's like everyone's in space and they're constantly looking for ice or they're looking for water and uh he's got a group of uh fellow pirates and that's all they're doing they're kind of just going from place to place similar to firefly and they're just trying to get jobs and trying to do uh whatever sleazy stuff they can do to uh steal ice it's or steal Han water Solo-esque. from people it is it's it's very yeah it's very star wars like but it's uh it, it's really really fun it's definitely a comedy his group of uh, people, he's got this one black guy who's, who's a character actor. He's done little things here and there. He's not really a big star, but Ron Perlman is one of the guys on there. And uh, Angelica Houston is like uh, the kind of the hot chick in the movie uh, who like flies the, uh, the plane. She didn't get an Oscar nomination for, for, this, for this one. <laughs> and then they ended up meeting up with my favorite person in this movie is John Matusak, who was the guy who played Sloth in The Goonies. And he was also in One Crazy Summer at the beginning. He was the biker guy. Uh, but he had a really great, funny, funny role in this movie. And it was probably the best thing he ever did. People will say Goonies, but you don't get to see John Matusak when you when you watch Sloth. I mean, he was really good in it, but uh, you don't really see him at all. As long as he gets his residuals. Yeah. Well, they That's meet him in prison. So at the very beginning of the movie, they do something shady and they get caught. They try to kidnap the princess and uh, it doesn't go right. And they, uh, they capture That's him. That's Star Wars. And they're bringing they try him. to kidnap the princess? <laughs> no, no, no. They were bringing the princess back. <laughs> uh, that was the enemy that that's Spaceballs these are our friends <laughs> so uh, I love it they're, they're being transported in these cages and they're, uh, John, they meet John Matusak is in there and he's like what are you guys in here for and they're telling him he's like you guys ready for this and he says they're going to do some uh, this is like an internment camp where they're going to re-educate uh, us and they're like what does that mean castration my friends <laughs> he says they're going to castrate us they're going to shave us and then we're going to become like their slaves and everyone that gets castrated they have doing that what that little high voice oh, from that God. point on they just talk like that and it's really really funny uh and they said, except for the monks, they're not gonna. Uh, they don't castrate the monks. And uh, Robert Yorick says to John Matusak, "Why is that?" And he's like, "Just in case there is a god, <laughs> they don't do it." 
<laughs> so it's great. They're opening the cages and they're all filing out. And John Matusek pushes past him wearing this monk cloak. And he says, see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> and you see him later on. They end up reconnecting with him later on. And he joins the group. And it's really funny. But what they do to the prison is they stick them on this conveyor belt. And they're going on this conveyor belt. And they've got people on either side. And uh, like old shaky people are shaving uh, shaving faces oh, and shaving shit. crotches and everything. Oh, and they're trying to talk their way out of it. And up ahead you see this like this snapping like claw like at crotch level. Oh. And everyone's screaming. And then uh, it's coming real close to Robert <laughs> York. And he screams. And then he goes through the thing and it doesn't cut him. And uh, it's the princess. And he says, he says, play along and you'll be happy you lived. And the, she does the same thing to the black guy and everything. But in the next scene... All the all the like eunuchs wear these white leotards with these powder like white curly wigs, like almost like the British law will use, and so they have them dressed up with it uh, like that. And so they have to they're fake faking the, the voice, they're faking the voice and everything like that. <laughs> and uh, she comes in and pretends to buy them and everything. And one of the craziest lines is one of the craziest lines is the princess is with her. Uh, with the nanny or someone. Who's she's the a, she's, who plays the princess? She was in uh, Dallas, but she wasn't one of the main girls. But she was in like thirty episodes or something. So if you were into it, I guess you'd recognize I her. I was not. Well, she <laughs> has a she has like a woman that's with her, like her keeper, very similar to like uh, Dot Matrix from uh, yeah. Spaceballs. Yeah, that keeps her safe and everything. Yeah. And yeah. And, uh, one of the crazy like Dot, was that her name? Dot Matrix. Uh, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> she's like, I want the black one. You're a delicious we, boss. That, <laughs> So they pay, they pay Robert Urich, and he's like, well, he's kind of stupider than, we, than we're used to getting, and Robert Urich's kind of side-eyeing ah. her because she's just being funny. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and I want the black one because the black one's going to go with the drapes we just bought. Oh, my <laughs> and God. so they pick those two. And I don't then think once you can they, say that nowadays. Yeah. Once they get clear, that she's like, I need you guys' help. We need to uh, rescue my father and get your crew together and everything. So they get this crew together, and it's all these great scenes where they the one of the best scenes is where they go to the canteen like a cantina type scene where you see all these different oh it's definitely it's a blatant yeah. it's a blatant rip off of Star Wars. but it was also it was also like to the next level funny and weird and the creatures effects that they did were really well done it was like they used the same creature effects guys from Star Wars just did different things uh-huh. and uh one uh, mission would take him to another. They had to go uh, meet Bruce Valanche, uh, who turned out to be a, a robot that they uh, they cut his head off. His head was the only thing that was human, and then they carried his head around for the rest of the movie. <laughs> but at one point, when they stole a whole bunch of stuff, and this is what that space herpes line was, the, uh something catches out of an egg and it's this weird centipede creature with like a demon face and it crawls up on the black guy's shoulder and he freaks out and he looks at Robert Yurk did you put something on me? did you put something on me? he's like no I didn't put something on you and they're looking and they're moving stuff and they're like holy shit and uh, they try to kill it and it gets away and they analyze it and they were like oh Space herpes. He's like, don't tell anybody about it. Oh my <laughs> and everyone's, god! Uh, I just remember it being this little thing that zipped across. The yeah, screen. yeah, it was really <laughs> crazy, and it showed up later on. And the crew's like, you didn't tell us it was space herpes on the on the thing. That is so irresponsible of you. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite elements in this movie was at the end, though they end up going through this time rift, and which would accelerate the days in one second equaled like a day, and they had to get to the other side of the ship. So when it started, they were on one side of the ship and gradually they were getting older and the the black guys froze started getting bigger and it turned white by the time they got to the other end of the ship they were just 
it was almost different actors. They had like completely uh, were decrepit until they uh, were wielding swords. But it was that great progression of how old they had become. And even John Matusak, they had these little pet donkeys on the ship. They turn into bones, it, I no, think, right? Well, no, it, it, they were like full donkeys. They were like little through the whole movie. And when they get halfway through the ship, the donkeys are like huge and everything. Huh. And it, it was fun, man. It was one of those movies that most people wrote off as being just ridiculous. It just stupid. played a lot on cable. I yeah, we, it played a lot. I watched it. it. Was right up there with. I mean, it was right up there with Big Trouble in Little China and with uh, Buckaroo Banzai. All those weird Buckaroo type movies Banzai. that are very unique scripts. It, what I I just remember the one thing about cable was is that everything was on on a schedule, so you'd jump in the yeah. middle of a movie. Oh, you'd yeah. probably seen it once through, but then you've seen. And you 50 were, scenes of especially it Especially as a kid, you were waiting for specific scenes. You were like, oh, this is that yeah. scene where they get old at the end. That's well, and also, day. if you saw it halfway through, you knew in like four hours it would be playing again. Was hey, it are we about to start another round? Oh, I think we shit. are. Boom! Round two. God, the pressure! I can't take it! <laughs> All right, let me get to the round two. Here we go. All right, five questions. First one. Top answer on the board. Top answers on the board. <laughs> no winners. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there a dude that timed them out? Yeah. 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 This whole documentary about it. It's really fun. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. First question. This director destroyed almost all of his props and sets from the movie because he didn't want them to be used in any lesser science fiction films. Now, the answers are A, Stanley Kubrick's. 2001, B, Ridley Scott's Blade Runner, C, Fritz Lang's Metropolis, or D, James Cameron's The Terminator? A. Uh, I'm just going to go with C because it sounds so obscure. The answer is A. Damn. Dave just tied tied that shit up. Good job, man. With Stanley Kubrick. Does sound like a Cooper. Sounds thing. like a Cooper. But yeah, the Fritz Lang I thought was a good one too because uh, Fritz Lang was kind of that way. He had some old. I didn't know him, stuff. so that was that's, my. That's yeah. See, that's I kind of felt like maybe it would be obscure, but Paul, you just got hosed by Paul. <laughs> that's what they call that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a good horrible old fashioned, <laughs> A good old-fashioned hosing. Whoa! All right. Whoa. <laughs> this next question here. According to the director, these two performers did not get along at first, and then one of them tried to have the other replaced. They soon passed over their differences enough to become a real-life couple for some time. Hmm. The answers are A, Richard Gere and Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman, B, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet in Titanic, C, Matthew McConaughey and Sandra Bullock in A Time to Kill, or D, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams in The Notebook. Damn. Yeah, it's hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to say it's either A or B. It's what interesting, were, whatever the answer is, for sure. B. You know? What were the what were A and B real quick? A was Richard Gere and Julia Roberts, and B was Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. C was Matthew McConaughey and Sandra Bullock, and D was Ryan Gosling say, and uh, Rich McAdams. I'm going to say B. You're going to say Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet? I'm going to go A. Justin's going Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. The correct answer is no points on the board. Damn. We got Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams in The Notebook. Interesting. Which is crazy because that's like a die-hard love story yeah. in the movie. You would expect that they would really be into each other, but yeah. they were not. <laughs> huh. All right, so number three. This actor lost his two front teeth while filming a fight scene in Prague, and his dentist had to fly in to replace them. The answers are A, Daniel Craig in Casino Royale, B, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 3, C, Brad Pitt in Fight Club, or D, Christian Bale in The Fighter? B. Dave says Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 3. What was A? 
A was Daniel Craig in Casino Royale. Prague. Uh, the other two were Brad Pitt and Christian Bale. Let me go A. Justin's going Daniel Craig in Casino Royale, and Justin is correct. Boom! Point on the board. Sweet. Got to keep that lead. Got to keep, keep that, that lead. lead. <laughs> All right. I want that prize. I want that prize. <laughs> All right. Next uh, question. This actress said that her costume was vacuum sealed onto her. She only had a short amount of time to perform before she would become so lightheaded and pass out. The answers are A, Angeline, uh, Evangeline Lilly in Ant-Man and the Wasp, B, Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns, C, Brie Larson in Captain Marvel, or D, Olivia Munn in X-Men Apocalypse. Damn. That's a tough one. I'm going to say Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm going to see if Paul gives it away with his eyes. I can give a shit away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going wide-eyed on everything. Um, give me the choices again. Evangeline Lilly, Michelle Pfeiffer, Brie Larson, or Olivia Munn? Um, I do not know, so let's say C. Brie Larson. Justin... Another point. All right. Michelle Pfeiffer. Superhero movies, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know dick about those. Well, I yeah, mean, no, can I say that? No, no, no one's going to know that. If you read a lot about the movie uh, when it came out. You just have to know the suits, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I just remember that suit being very tight. Yeah. And for some reason, I can just imagine Michelle she Pfeiffer about say it. that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? All right. Last question for round two. This director, known for being tough on set, allegedly kept a nail gun on set of his movie. Whoa. He would nail any ringing cell phones to a wall above the exit sign. The answers are A, David O. Russell on The Fighter, B, Quentin Tarantino on The Hateful Eight, C, David Fincher on Gone Girl, or D, James Cameron on Avatar. Hmm. Damn. <laughs> a, a has the level of dickness it would take to do it, but... Huh. Um, same one more time, please. Uh, David O. Russell on The Fighter, Quentin Tarantino, The Hateful Eight, David Fincher, Gone Girl, or James Cameron, Avatar? I'm going to go Gone Girl. Going Fincher. I have to say, hey, he's he's that level of dick, but... I would agree with you that I would have probably guessed David O. Russell, but the answer is James Cameron on Avatar. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Quentin and I put that in there because uh, I, I can't well, imagine he, he would do that no it's huge that's what his big thing on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was that you would get in deep shit if you had a cell phone he has a cell phone issue big time that's why I put him on <laughs> I there. didn't know that he, don't bring your cell phones not, man I don't think it's he's not to the point where you bring a nail gun but I know he don't like it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right at the end of round two, we've got Justin with five and Dave with three. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. All right. Plenty of time to come Plenty back. Plenty of time. Yeah. All right. Let's start round two's <laughs> wild card. Right. munchkins right. anyways. I can't. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> the winner gets the munchkins. <laughs> if I've been eating left. it all time. <laughs> I know, right? Um, all right. So I'm going to go with a modern one. Um, and it has a big twist at the end that I'll just go ahead and say I'm not going to give away. Uh... Us. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it? Yes. Oh, awesome. Dude. What is this? Uh, Jordan I, Peele's I'm so glad you movie. picked this. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I, I, it's... I, I liked it. I didn't love it. 
but I did like it. You told me I, you had I problems it, with it. I just thought it. Uh, I thought the logistics of it, <laughs> when it's kind of revealed at the end what's going on, was mm-hmm. a little muffled. But you kind of had to suspend that. I like what they were doing in the movie yeah. and everything. So I would never go as far as saying it was a bad movie at all. I would probably say it's a... I don't own it yet, so that... that but I, I definitely will, but I would probably give it a 7 He's out of He's got to let it rest for a while. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. It. No, no, I, it, I would yeah. not knock anything about it other than it being a little confusing, and I think the logistics, if you really tried to pick it apart, probably wouldn't work. Yeah, but, but it's, that being it's said, an interesting story. That being said, it was interesting as shit. Yeah. Um, so I saw it in the theater. I, I'm seen it since then so yeah you rented on Redbox. yeah yeah um so basically it's just about this you know this family and they're like it's complex it's actually a complex movie that you don't realize com- realize it's that complex until the end yeah did it need to be uh, to tell this particular story i guess yeah um so they are they're going to like take a vacation at their lake house or something like that i, I think that's what it was they wanted or they wanted to go to the beach but the wife lupita Lupita Nyong'o mm-hmm. and uh, who was the guy from Black Panther? I'm the not big sure. Guy? Yeah, I'm not sure of his name, but I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, he played the husband, um, and so they Those kids were great too. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. Um, the uh, so they go, they're going on vacation to the beach, and the wife had like a trauma at this beach as she, when she was a kid. You know, did um, he know that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> Um, he should have picked a different beach. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he was Winston. Winston Duke is his name. That's he's his really name. good. Yeah, he's really he is. Good. And he's big too. Yeah, he's known for the Avengers, and uh, he played um, Mibaku. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're basically just on vacation, and this family, you know, just has kind of like the the wife just has some trauma. She doesn't necessarily want to be at this beach, um, and <clears throat> during their vacation, all of a sudden. Like, this family shows up in their driveway, you know? And, like, the husband and wife are having a conversation, and It was a good build-up, too, so we we really... You got involved. You got invested in the characters. Justin's jumping forward, and I uh, realize why, but they did some really great character development with who the kids were, uh, who the husband was, and everything. So you really cared about these characters when this happened. That usually means they're going to do horrible stuff to them. (laughs) You need to get your audience to care about your characters. That's a big mistake a lot of people don't do in films the pacific you know in the pacific yeah that's right that, that was your problem i use right? that is <clears throat> the main and right reason. up there with that is casting actors that all look alike yeah if i don't if i can't distinguish who the fuck is who yeah i, I am not gonna give a shit right yeah um and so the husband and wife are they're having like a little bit of an argument and uh the son comes in and he's like there's a family in our driveway and you know Winston uh, Winston Duke yeah. yeah is just like no there's not he's like no there's there's a family in our driveway and so he goes and he looks out the window at the front door and there's a husband and wife and two kids and they're all just standing there holding hands like right beyond where you can't see who they are you know um, and you can give the sub spoiler when they go to the friend's house yeah yeah, yeah. well because um, that was a kind of a spoiler so we'll give a little minor spoiler alert but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't the ultimate spoiler. Which no, yeah, no, end. and that's what I'm saying yeah, at yeah. the end. You don't I, need to I, tell you know, that. Yeah. But that, that, mid, uh, that mid one, 
I thought when they went to the friend's house with Elizabeth Moss. I might be not understanding. So Elizabeth, when well, go ahead, talk about. Yeah, what you're talking so about um, so they're looking out the window, and this family's just standing there, and you know the dad, Winston Duke, he's a big guy, so he's like, well. You know, let me just go out there and, and, you know, I'll talk to him. And he goes out and he's trying to be friendly and he's like, hey, can I help you? Da, 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 da. And they just don't move, don't respond, nothing, you know. And um, he's like, all right, well, y'all need to get on out of here. Da, 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 da. And they just don't move. And he goes back inside, gets a bat, and he's like, comes back out. And now he's kind of angry. We yeah. Go. Yeah. You know, now <laughs> he's thinking they weren't in Florida. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they would be, <laughs> you're on my property? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, he comes out with the bat and, like, one of them just kind of makes a noise, and they all just scatter yeah. quickly. You know, like uh, like freakishly, yeah, yeah, or, and I supernatural. Mean, they're not supernatural. They're just, just, they're just, they just weird. move. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. just move yeah. weird. Um, and so you come to find out that the family is them. Like they all look just it, like them. It, you knew that in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. That part you knew. Yeah. Right. The, the, the part you didn't know is uh, what I was talking about. At, the, at some point, they have that whole, it's a great kind of uh, cat and mouse thing within the house. And oh, yeah. And they're fighting and everything. And you realize these guys are fucking vicious and lethal and they're here to kill us and yeah. everything. And at some point, they have to flee to their friend's house, which is Elizabeth Moss. She's like on the same kind of river or wherever they're staying in the woods. Uh, and uh, they end up fleeing to her house. Uh, but, and they... They before they get there, we see what's going on at Elizabeth Moss's house, and they're oh, having okay, like a dinner party. Saying, yeah. And Elizabeth Moss, something you see almost something flicker over her eye or something, and she leaves the house, and uh, you don't realize that uh, they got took over too. And so it's happened. To it's, it's happening almost to, to everybody. Uh, it's happening to a bunch of different people. Yeah. Like, so we get to yours, see we yours. get to see Elizabeth Moss's docu- uh, doppelgangers do what the other ones couldn't do, which was slaughter the family. Right. So Elizabeth, uh, the doppelganger, killed. I, like Elizabeth Moss, would she kill, or they each killed their own? Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. Because they had like Elizabeth Moss, her Try husband. Try bodily essence? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was Elizabeth Moss, her husband, and their two teenage daughters. And we literally got to see those characters slaughter themselves. And then the doorbell ring, and you realize it's uh, it's the... The guys, original the, family. The original family are fleeing their kind of killers. And yeah. It was crazy, man. It was like it was a... It, it makes sense that Jordan Peele would go on to do Twilight Zone because it seems like yeah. it could have been an abridged Absolutely. Twilight Zone episode that yeah. you were like, wow, this is just weird and it's fucked up and it's very unique. And the ending yeah, was unique. It was different. You didn't expect it. Right. It, was, it was a lot weirder did than you thought. Did it do well? Because I want him oh, yeah, to do well. Really, I want him really, to do well. Yeah. It did I really, really do well. want him yeah. to do well. Cause, yeah. Because he's, he's great. It's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was Electric good. Gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> I like I said, I think there's there's many parts where you could you could pick it apart when uh, once it was revealed yeah. what was happening on there. But other than that, if you just kind of look at it as uh, a kind of this uh, great little kind of uh, indie horror movie, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was really super good. entertaining. Yeah, very good. I, I love Lupita Nyong'o, man. She's uh, narrating the new Serengeti uh, miniseries that's on the Discovery Channel. And she's just got a great voice, man. I think she's one of the most beautiful actresses uh, in Hollywood right Which, now. What was her name? Uh, Nupita Nyong'o. Who is she? She's uh, from, she was 12 from 12 Years a Slave. Years yeah, slave. yeah. She was the one that... She was the one that was getting beaten yeah. down. And she was uh, in Star Wars, but she just did a voice in that, too. But, yeah, I think she's awesome. Uh, all right, Dave, what you got? This movie, I, I want to say 2014. When it came out, I probably told you about it. I think I saw it on a plane... Uh, whiplash. Yeah. 
I don't think you told me about it. I knew about it. You knew about uh, but it? I, because it was during the Oscar season that I watched it. And uh, it, I had no idea what... It was one of those movies that everyone knew before me what it was. Too. You could describe this I movie to me, movie. and I would say I wouldn't enjoy that movie. Have you heard about this movie? Yeah, I'm not familiar at it's, all. It it's won a, the, a lot of awards, did it? too. Let me look uh, it up. J.K. Simmons, you know who he is? Yeah. He, now, so the next four movies that are on my list are all intense performances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From act, this is an intense performance. He he played this like he was uh, the guy from Full Metal Jacket, the drill. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it, so what it was was this elite drummer went got accepted to this academy in New York. I saw a scene from that. Um, oh yeah. I, just the I'm scene sure where that... he's like yelling at the oh, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it won three Oscars. Wow. He go he he it's goes to this school <laughs> and there's a there's a hierarchy at the school. Like the first year students are in a program and they play in a band but then the second year students have a better band mm-hmm. and the third year students are getting towards the cream of the crop and so jk simmons was the instructor that was in charge of like the band mm-hmm. like to get on his orchestra and it's about jazz which i love jazz more because of this movie to be honest with you yeah the, how intense it is interesting but uh yeah he he starts out like you're thinking, wow, this guy's got a real shine for this kid. J.K. Rollins is, you know, he's going to take him under his wing. That speech he gives him right before he takes him out on his first performance, he's like, dude, it's just important to have fun out there, man. Just, you know, don't, just relax. Don't worry about anything. He gets out there and he does some good things at first and he flatters him in front of everybody. Oh, we got the next Buddy Rich here, yeah. who was mm. the guy's hero. This was a great scene. And then he misses a beat. Yeah. And he shuts it down immediately. He was, he was, he gave a, a couple. Things he's like, oh, you're a little off there. You're a little off there. Yep. Let's start it up. So he, it was like Mr. Conley, man. But I mean, Mr. Conley to it, a next level. One hundred percent. In fact, I thought that when yeah. I we had a teacher like this, not to the yeah. point where because J.K. at some point throws but the symbol. Think at him. about yeah. it though. It's brilliant. If I tell you, like his line from the movie is the two the the two worst words in the entire yeah. human language <laughs> is good job, <laughs> because there's no good job. There's great. And if you're not great, I'm going to tell you you're great, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to push you to be great because it's, we'll that's go what back you to need. that that scene too. Okay, because we get to see someone's personality like shift on camera with J.K. Simmons yeah. so to he, like the the villain. He char- <laughs> he he, char- he chides him a couple of times, and then third time he starts uh, stops again, and he's like, "Are you are you dragging or are you rushing?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I I don't know." He's like, what don't you know? Yeah. Like, he would yeah. just, like, he wouldn't let him just, like, blow it off. And they're cut into, like, other people's faces and their heads yeah. are down. Like and you can tell that they, they've are, all had they've it. They've all yeah. had this treatment. Right. And here's the new guy. Yeah. And so he's just yelling at him. He throws he gets in his a face. chair at him. He gets in his face. And then he, a little tear comes. And he's like, tell me you're not going to be the single tear guy. <laughs> like, he's mocking uh, his sadness. So yeah. You're crying all over my goddamn drum set. Oh, my God. Like, but he pushed you to the point, and almost like Mister Conley, yeah. you wanted to be better. Yeah, I mean, he did make him better. That, that was that was. It, it made him. I mean, he wasn't wrong. And right. his dad was played by Paul, Paul Reiser, Reiser yeah. who who came in and and we hadn't seen Paul Reiser in a while, and he was great. And he yeah. just he was he, his, he, he was, was not his, happy that his son was being put through this, but his son didn't really want him to intervene because deep down, uh, that Miles Ter- Taylor is his name. Uh, <clears throat> he knew that he was becoming better for it. Yeah. But that scene right before he was going to go on, remember he, when they stole his sheet music? Uh, yeah. And J.K. Simmons, they didn't say that J.K. Oh, Simmons yeah. stole it, but you knew he took it. Yeah. He left it. You weren't supposed to. One rule is always keep your shoot music with you at all times. Uh-huh. And he needed to get a soda or something. And yeah. I think he asked a kid to watch it for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, 
or something, and he went to get it. And so you know that J.K. Simmons saw it. was gone. Took and it. you knew J.K. And you couldn't. And he, well, what he did is he had memorized the piece. Yeah. That um, one piece that they kind of practiced on mm-hmm. the whole time. Whiplash was the one they were teaching him. Mm-hmm. But there was another one that they kept going back and back to. That but, great smile at the end that J.K. does oh, when yeah. he, he knows that he pushed him to the point and he is about to pull out the greatest performance in his life. He just yeah. smiled uh, at his own i guess yeah. <laughs> happiness because remember at some point he got him fired yeah remember at some point well they found out that the kid had killed himself there was like a break between oh, the group wow. you know where one of them was at the he was at the school teaching and everything yeah. and then they broke off and then they reconnected well, he in just, the city but by accident yeah by accident yeah he goes into a jazz club to hear yeah. some jazz and jk simmons is at the piano and jk simmons is like a different person yeah and that's what when i went back that was a good discussion yeah but when i the last year of the Christian school, when mm-hmm. I stayed with Mr. Conley, true, yeah. he was nicer than I, like, all, I have fond like, memories of him guy? now. Yeah. Who is this guy? It was a completely different dude. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he would walk into the school, and he would turn a switch on the wall, and he would become that person until it was time to yep, leave, and he'd turn that, that switch off and walk out. I was like, that is brilliant. It's like uh, Sylvester Stallone and Over the Top. You know, when I turn my head around <laughs> and I flip to the back, That's it's like a, I, I was thinking about that, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. Wild card. Now you ruined <laughs> my number three movie. Oh, man, my bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't recommend this movie. I don't care if you like jazz or you don't like jazz. It, it doesn't won, even matter. Uh, won three Oscars. One for J.K. Simmons. This is J.K. Simmons won the Oscar for this. He should absolutely have. deserved. We know a thing or two because uh, we've seen a thing. We are farmers. $500, please. $500, fuck, man. He's... It also won for film editing and sound mixing. But it sound was, no- it was it, nominated yeah. for Picture of the Year and everything. But I had heard about it like when it was in the... Uh, only when it was getting all the awards, and I was like, "What the hell is this movie that everyone's talking about?" And then I went and watched. My wife's watched it. She loved it, man. Yeah, really. Maria good. liked it. Yep, really good. He right. chucks the symbol at his head. Oh man. Yeah, no, that's it. And uh, I saw that as just a random scene. I didn't even know what that was from. Uh, um, yeah, he is a drill instructor in that movie. Yeah, it's, it's literally uh, like I just love the way he played him, man. He was so good. So well, good. He's an ass. Who was, who was <laughs> the kid that was the drummer? He was. I would think that's Miles Terror. He was the, in the shitty, uh, the the shitty Fantastic Four reboot. <laughs> he's not a bad actor, though. No, he's he, not. A bad he's actor. pretty good. No, if you watch he this, phenomenal. this is one of the best. Oh, I didn't even did. talk about my favorite scene with the car accident, but we can. Was remember, it the car accident? Remember, he was trying to get to the performance, oh, and the right. bus broke down, so he rented a car. And when he got there, he forgot his sticks, and they wouldn't let him use. Someone wouldn't let he him showed use up sticks. Bleeding. So he went back to the car place to get him, and then he only had like ten minutes to get on stage, and he oh, crashed gosh. his car. That semi hit his car, and. He just left the car in the middle of the intersection and hobbled to the performance hall, bleeding out, and That's went on how stage. JK knew he was going to be able to yeah. be pushed, you know, because this guy's willing to bleed for this shit. Right. All right. My next wild card, also from the 80s. I got two 80s and two 90s in my other uh, Goonies, bitches. Uh, yeah, never talked about it once. You guys try to prove me wrong. All right, 1988. I love this movie. It was also one of those HBO movies that I watched all the time. And it might have even been before HBO. It might have been like uh, that pay-per-view type thing we did it with. But I watched it with Eric a lot of times. And I know Dave knows the movie, but I'm not sure how well he remembers it. It's 1988's Waxwork. Um, I love Waxwork, I'm familiar man. with the title. Nice. This is a good movie, man. This is, they made a bunch. Uh, uh, two. Only two. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I think just two. I own both of my own one and two. This but was the, we, the worst we one. Saw, the first we one had these on Park Street, right? Yeah. Okay. This was a well. It was I I don't. We didn't own it, but it was no, on all the it. time. It was on pay per view and it was on HBO all the Who's time. So the I watched it. Uh Zach Galligan from Gremlins. 
uh, you know, main guy from Gremlins. Billy. And, uh, Billy. yep, Dana Ashbrook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dana Ashbrook from uh, X-Files. He was the one that was, uh, remember that they paralyzed the husband and he was there with the, the diner kind of girlfriend taking care of him. Yep. Uh, that's Dana Ashbrook. Uh, a couple minor actors, but uh, David Warner is the big heavy. You know, he's the guy from oh, yeah. Time Bandits, and he's also from uh, uh, Twin Peaks. But uh, this dealt with it was a very good horror movie. But within this really good horror movie, there was some of the craziest special effects. There's one scene in it that I heard that the people who had were on the set who had tons of uh movie experience says the most blood they've ever seen in one room at one time and it was oh, wow. like uh it was nasty it they was really great they obviously didn't see uh our first movie <laughs> yes yeah, true uh, <laughs> so the what was great is you've got these they're kind of these upper level uh yuppie type characters they're all kind of rich uh college friends and uh this new waxwork kind of museum moves to town and they're just walking on the uh the sidewalk when they run into david warner and he's like oh do you move in here this is your place is yeah we're gonna have a big reveal tonight if you want to come in and bring like uh six of your friends we'll give them a a, a a tour and you could see what we got to offer here at the wax museum and everything and he's like hey yeah it could be cool so we get to know some of the characters they go to the wax museum and uh you get to see the different exhibits to set up and this is where the movie got really fucking killer man and there was some really great stuff done here uh, you realize just a cursier look over the uh, the waxwork. You've got one exhibit which looks like it's a werewolf exhibit. You got another one that looks like it's a vampire exhibit. Uh, one's the Marquis de Sade. I think maybe and I did see this. When uh, one of them slips and uh, drops his lighter into the werewolf exhibit. And then uh, he steps over the ropes. And once he does, you get to see this great mirror portal type element. This like ripple effect. Uh-huh. And boom, he's he's in this scene, basically. <laughs> you don't want to be there. Yeah, you don't want to be there. His, his physical appearance changes. He's got like long ass hair and he's wearing old school clothing now. Like he's in the uh, period of whatever uh, this Like was. Yeah, whatever it is. And he, he's, he all of a sudden, he was like, all right. Who put acid in my drink? And this is Dana Ashbrook. She, he was really, really funny in this. And uh, he Who's thinks Dana he's tripping from uh, Twin Peaks. He's the one with the leather jacket. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that took care of what's-her-names. Who was the girl at the diner? That the one that uh, got out of prison? Husband. Oh, oh, the guy from... Uh, yeah, rem- remember the... The guy from People Under the Stairs? No. Well, no. I'm talking about, remember the abusive truck driver husband from the first season? Leo Johnson. That, that beat his wife? Yeah, Leo. The person that was having an affair with his wife. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. It's Billy? I think yeah, is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The quarterback. He's really funny. He's the quarterback. I'm okay. thinking of the other guy's the leather jacket guy. He's the one who, who called the police on him. He's an easy rider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's really funny in this. So he's in this kind of scene, and he thinks he's on acid. He comes across this uh, log cabin, and he opens it. And John Reese davies is in there, you know, from... Uh, Sala from Indiana Jones, oh, yeah, yeah. and he played the dwarf. Uh, and he's like, you could tell he's super concerned, and he's he's talking to this guy like he knows him and everything. And he's like, you gotta watch me, you gotta watch me tonight. And he's like, he's like, it's too late, it's too late, it's already happening. And then all of a sudden, you see John Reese Davies starting to turn into a werewolf, mm-hmm. and he becomes this huge ass werewolf. And these werewolf killers come through the uh, front uh, door. And then John Reese davies is running around the room, and he gets a hold of uh, Dana Ashbrook and uh, 
bites him in the uh, in the neck, and he's on the ground, and he starts turning. And then the werewolf hunter says, sorry, mate, and takes a shot, and boom, shoots him dead with a silver bullet. And this is where the, uh, they did some really clever stuff with the camera. So the camera's on him on the ground, just like half uh, werewolf. And the camera uh, pans, and it pans right out of the exhibit with Zach Galligan walking down the hallway. And Zach Galligan just sees Dana Ashbrook there, but he doesn't look like Dana Ashbrook. He looks like uh, this long-haired half-werewolf guy. Huh. And you soon realize, it happens with the next one, is when someone is pushed in, whatever his fate happens immediately to the people outside. Right. They can see it. So once Dana Ashbrook got pushed in, he was immediately that frozen character in the corner right. they didn't see we didn't see that because we weren't on the outside uh-huh. so it carried through the next one the next and they're one part of the exhibit uh, yeah and there's a bigger thing going on here where david warner needs like nine souls to bring everybody back to the dead <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so, always that old yeah, and it, right? chestnut <laughs> at some point it, it gets to the point of like night of the museum where all these characters get get out of the yeah. portal and everything but there was some fun stuff between it the the two of the more fun ones was the uh uh, the where, the vampire one was the bloody one. This was and it was interesting how it happened. Like that first guy dropped his lighter, and the second one, the uh, that red velvet rope just fell on its own. It's like, uh-huh. come on, come yeah. on! And she steps forward, and boom, she's already in like this crazy uh, like Victorian outfit, uh, like a bustier, and she's having dinner with these vampires that are feeding her all these uh, the feeding her all this blood and everything, and she's drinking it, and. Uh, she ends up running uh, for her life at some point. And she ends up going into this basement. And in the basement, they have this guy sprawled out half naked on a table, screaming his head off. And his leg looks like uh, his body looks completely normal until you get to his knee. And then it's just one solid bone oh, in his shit. foot. And I remember this scene. Uh, I, I remember this scene. Yeah. And I remember how cool it was. It was they very cool. Keeping this him was alive. bloody as hell. They were, yeah, they were keeping like him alive. A little bit at a little time. Bit at oh, time. And they just come off that's what they just ate for dinner really and he's trying to give her the information as quickly as he can and then the uh the vampire comes in and they have this crazy fight with the vampires where he's like stabbing the body and the uh the guy on the thing is stabbing the vampires and at some point the whole room is just covered in blood man yeah and it was just it was this just badass, like a fun man. movie i definitely know that part and i'm sure i've seen it i just haven't seen it in so the marquis de Sade. it's probably been 30 years one woman goes through and ends up getting whipped by the marquis de Sade so much that she likes it and doesn't want to leave the exhibit when Zach Gellian's hey, trying to, to take their own man. So it, it was just clever, man. Really fun. David Warner playing that uh, that kind of creepy Max von Sydow, needful things type character, and uh, they had that little person. I want my souls. Remember, they had that little person who opened the door that worked uh, oh, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. and he was the guy that played Alf. In, oh, really? in the suit <laughs> I looked him up I was like what did this guy done after that because I know a lot of these little people have worked a lot if you've been in the business for Surprised a while they haven't brought Elf back they tried at some point did they and then they talked about doing it at another point and yeah it didn't really happen <laughs> I think one of my favorite ones about needing a bunch of souls is uh, Ghost Ship oh yeah dude that scene at the beginning the beginning that was the only good oh, scene of the movie God, in my dude. opinion I go with almost a blatant rip off of uh Event Horizon. There was yeah. a lot of Event Horizon. Right, though, I liked Event Horizon. Yeah, but the problem was they were very close together. Like uh, the seems very. But that scene at the beginning, definitely, it was like the scene from Resident Evil when they're in the hallway. Oh, yeah. and yeah. the things mm-hmm. slicing them. It was very yeah. similar to that. Uh, it was kind of all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's waxwork. Hey, we're in another round, aren't we? Another one. Yes, sir. We're in another round here. We're in round five three. to three. I'm ten years old, but I'll beat your ass. Yep, you are at five to three. So see how you do here. 
All right. Statistically, I got to get some more right because sure. I'm all, it's, over, it's the, all, I'm all over the number board. You, you yeah, got to hope Justin doesn't get it. I can't tell it. you that I haven't known any of these factually. No. <laughs> that, no, but there's some that you can work out. In yeah. your head. There was one I knew for sure, uh-huh. and that was it. Yeah. The, the Tom Sizemore one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah all, I'm going all in on it. Sorry, buddy. I call. All right. So the first question here. The necklace worn by this actress was made of real diamonds and platinum and was the most expensive piece of jewelry ever specifically made for a film, the Stefano Cattori, which was made up of 3,808 diamonds and weighed 134 carats. The estimated value, $1 million. $1 million. Back then. That sounds like <laughs> and Whatever it was. Uh, so the answers are A, Kate Winslet in Titanic, Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge, Anne Hathaway in The Princess Diaries or Margot Robbie in The Wolf of Wall Street? Wow, I so want to say A, but I think that's there because it's such an obvious answer. No, I, I, I think... <laughs> yeah, you got to beat Paul. you got to beat the game. <laughs> I, I'm going to do go a different rationale that I think the value of those diamonds is low, which mm-hmm. means it has to be an older movie, mm-hmm. which I'm going to say Anne Hathaway in C. That's that's the one I was thinking, and I think you should go for it. I think my logic is good. <laughs> but what was the other one? Uh, uh, Kate Moulin Winslet Rouge, in, uh, Titanic, Nicole Kidman. I can tell Moulin you Rouge why it's not Margot A. Margot Robbie and The Wolf of Wall Street. What's it? Damn! I said I'll tell you why it's not A. Mm. So, oh. just for the hell of it, because I got a lead here, I'm gonna go D. He's gonna go Margot Robbie and The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. No points on the board. Damn. The answer is Nicole Kidman and Moulin Rouge. That's what I was thinking. Oh, well. Yeah, Kate Winslet. I knew I was going to throw you guys off. Yeah, I see. You know the Titanic? Well, maybe not you, but... No, because the, the it had a blue stone in it, and you, and you didn't list any blue stones off, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think of what it looked like. I can't remember what it looked like in Moulin Rouge. Was, I'll tell you, as soon as you started the question, I was just going to go Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my hope, that someone yeah. was going to jump on like, he put A. Yeah, and then I'm like, <laughs> no, he put that too soon. Like, that was... Yeah. All right. Next one. This actor pulled a real gun on his co-star in this movie, even though it wasn't in the script. He thought the scene wasn't intense enough. So the answers are A, Daniel Day-Lewis in There Will Be Blood, B, Jack Nicholson in The Departed, C, Gary Busey in Point Break, or D, Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction. Damn. Name the choices again. Daniel Day-Lewis, There Will Be Blood, Jack Nicholson, The Departed, Gary Busey, Point Break, or Bruce Willis, Pulp Fiction. Man... I'm thinking either B or C. I want to say Busey because he's fucking nuts. <laughs> but I can see Jack Nicholson doing that. I can definitely see Daniel Day-Lewis doing that. I can't see him doing But that. he's such a character actor. I don't know that... Hmm. Uh, well, name the one more time. Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood, Jack Nicholson and The Departed, Gary Busey and Point Break, or Bruce Willis and Pulp Fiction. I'm going Busey. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is Damn. the one. Dave good, has good narrowed the margin. Because he didn't get fired, which means he had to have been a superstar. And yeah. Busey wasn't the superstar of that that's movie. True. That's true. That's yeah. true. I didn't even think good of that. Good thinking. Yeah, good <laughs> No, job. I put Busey in there because he's a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, see? <laughs> no, I see, get it too, but I, know how Paul I, I also <laughs> see him going, he's not in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four. During the scene where this actor screams at himself in the mirror, he got so into the scene that the mirror cracked, cutting his hand. He had to go to the hospital for 14 stitches, returning to the set after being discharged. I know this And one. the answers are Ed Norton in American History X, Mark Wahlberg in Fear, Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler, or Leonardo DiCaprio in The Basketball Diaries. Oh, damn. I didn't know it. <laughs> 
You should mm. never say, I know it, and then pick your choice first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, may want to let Dave go first. Name the things again? Uh, Ed Norton in American History X, Mark Wahlberg in Fear, Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Basketball Diaries. Nightcrawler. A. Should have went with Justin. Girl! <laughs> No, I was thinking, because there's another movie, and I'm not sure exactly what it was, but um, the actor was Channing Tatum, and there's like a scene where he goes and he headbutts a mirror, mm. and he like cut the hell out of his head doing that. So like, I was all I needed to hear was that, but then I remembered him going nuts in that bathroom. So I don't remember him going nuts in that Two, bathroom. Three. Well, that was three. Now we got four here. Okay. He's out of place. He's going to be mad at himself, too. Man, I can't believe I screwed up that part. (laughs) He'll edit it right out. This actress uh, contracted a bacterial infection from a blister she developed on her foot during training for her role. The infection was so serious that she had to be hospitalized for almost three weeks. Answers are Charlize Theron in Mad Max Fury Road, Hilary Swank in Million Dollar Baby, Angelina Jolie in Lara Croft Tomb Raider, or Michelle Rodriguez in Resident Evil. Damn. During our training for the film. You know. Damn. Um, Angelina Jolie. It's, what are the choices again? Charlie Theron, Hilary Swank, Angelina Jolie, Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, Hilary Swank. Boom. Justin. Yeah. Hilary Swank. Boxing. You got to jump around. Well, my thinking was... They didn't train Michelle Rodriguez for three weeks for what she did in that yeah, yeah. No, they all, had, they all had training of some sort. But Laura Croft seems like she would have needed three weeks to get trained. <laughs> she did a lot of crazy shit in that movie. All right, number five, last one here. This actress got so much into her character that during intense scenes, she started hyperventilating and even cracked a rib at one point. So the answers are Jennifer Lawrence in Mother, Charlize Theron in Monsters, or Monster, Sigourney Weaver in Aliens, or Patricia Arquette in True Romance. Hmm. What was A? Jennifer Lawrence in Mother. Charlie's Theron and Monsters, Sigourney Weaver and Aliens, Patricia Arquette and True Romance. Got so intense that she cracked a rib. Cracked I a rib from hyperventilating. I want to go with Charlie's Theron, but I don't think it's her. I think that's a Paul. <laughs> a Paul I, I think that's a Paul, Paul grenade Ruse. right there. <laughs> um, I, she's, she's a strong woman, too, so yeah. I can't see her hyperventilating for um, anything. One more time, go through them. Because this takes to you yeah, got to deduce. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence in Mother, Charlie Theron in Monster, Sigourney Weaver in Aliens, Patricia Car- Arquette in True Romance. I didn't see Mother, but I heard it was intense as fuck. True Romance also. I can't see Sigourney cracking a rib, hyperventilating, but it was an alien, so maybe she was doing that. Are you trying to? Be- Get anything out of me because I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm the only. No, I don't want dead silence here, so I might as well yeah, think yeah, out yeah. loud. Work it out, man. Work it out. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck, dude. I'm gonna let you pick first. All right, that's fine. Um, I'm Jeopardy themed this shit. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. Yeah. He'll um, <laughs> cut the dead air out too. So, <laughs> wow, those guys knew those answers. For quick. some reason, for some reason, I, my gut is just telling me to go with Sigourney Weaver. So I'm gonna go. I with have Sigourney to Weaver. say, I have to go with him, not because I think he's right but I can't lose any more ground if he, if he, if he is. No, seriously. Yeah, so I'm going to have to... very strategic. I have to get a point or, or not get or one. Or not get one, yeah. Uh, the answer is 
Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. I didn't uh, see that movie, okay. so... I heard it was incredible. It was awesome. Yeah. But it was tough. You you want to watch it once. Uh-huh. Actually, I, I want to watch it twice. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it is intense. But you <laughs> want to watch it once. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My next movie here. Love this Is that flick. the end? Uh, Wait. Yeah, that was the round five. That was the end? So yeah. what is it in my start? It's That's right. Start. It's your yeah. start. So I knew Wild something was wrong. 100 Jeez. episodes. We get this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know our stuff. All right. Um, so current score is 7-2-4. Coach, I'd like to tackle him right now, please. Yes. Yeah, I'm... I need to cut a couple off here next time. You need time. to <laughs> slash Justin and Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 why? 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 <laughs> no, seriously, why? Yeah, no, why'd you do that, Dave? It's just a game, bro. <laughs> Get that thing away from me. Ow, 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 stop it. <laughs> um, so this is one I've mentioned many, 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 many I think, times. I think you broke the rule then. And we've never talked about hmm. 1985's Real Genius. Real genius, yeah. yeah. I technically never have picked this. Yeah. And I still technically have never seen it. Is it what? one of his first? I've seen parts of it. I've seen it. I've seen parts of it. Remember I, I told you the story that I got in trouble when we went to Memorial Park and mom gave me money to go to the movies. And none of my friends wanted to go. I thought we were all going to go to the movies. And they were like, no, nah, we just want to stay here. Mm-hmm. And we were going to go see Real Genius that day. Oh, and you kept so the money? I kept the money and decided <laughs> to stay and not do it. And I just I spent it at the concession stand. I just didn't think anything about it. You know, money's getting spent. I'm yeah. doing something that's <laughs> yeah. better. But yeah. Yeah, I got yelled at. Uh, so, that's weird because you would think. Yeah. Like, or maybe I didn't tell her about it for a few weeks or something. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, one of my favorite because it gets referenced all the time, is Uncle yeah. Rico. Uncle Rico. Yeah. But before um, Uncle Rico, he was... Laszlo. Laszlo, yeah. yeah. And uh, and we'll get to him in a minute. But the Val Kilmer... John, uh, who's Uncle Rico? John, John Grease. John Grease. Dude, I want Napoleon Man. Dynamite Show back. his picture. Oh. You know John Grease. He was the werewolf in Fright Night 2. Dead center there. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So Val Kilmer is in this. Uh, William Atherton is in this. He kind of plays the very, uh, very similar role to uh, the guy you were just talking about... Um, the drum teacher guy. Oh, J.K. Simmons? Yeah, J.K. Yeah. Simmons. Um, and then uh, Gabriel Jarrett plays Mitch Taylor, and he's kind of like the uh, main character. And he's like, he's a genius. Like, that's why it's called Real Genius. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Um, that's genius. So, it, like, everyone that's in this program is, like, the best of the best of the best. And, you know, they have all kinds of, like, you know, experiments going on and shit like that. And, like... So it's a college hijinks movie about like really smart people mm. and stuff like that, and so um, so it's like uh, Animal House if they were doing if they were all intelligent, yes, kind of thing. Yeah, and um, Val Kilmer is like the big man on campus, yeah. you know. Like I think they even say like, "Oh, I'm the big brain on campus," you know. Um, but he's also very like slick talking, sarcastic, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it, like. They have a soda machine in their lounge or whatever. Well, he keeps liquid nitrogen in mm-hmm. a tube in the freezer, and he'll go every morning, and he'll cut off two slices of it, and he'll put that into the vending machine to get his coffee. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, and He's at, using his intelligence to get by and get ahead. Exactly. In every way you he know? can. Um, but wasn't there if a that's lot not of, the American uh, way, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Paul just described it. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, 
isn't there a point where he has got to get one up on the Atherton character? Isn't there like a rival going on there? Is that right. So basically they find out. So, you Isn't know, there's there like, something that involves popcorn. Yes. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> um, so basically you find out they're they're working on this special project. Right. Well, Atherton is like advertising this product to like military for military use. So they don't realize that like we're designing you this product. You're going to get millions of dollars for it. And also like it's a weapon, you yeah. know? Um, I don't need to know about part number three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cog number three. I'm cog number one. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and um, <laughs> I don't know if you know who Robert Prescott is. Uh, Sounds Robert familiar. Prescott. Yeah. Sound he like plays, it. he plays this guy named Kent. He plays a guy named what? Kent. Okay. He's Atherton's like, Doughboy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, you know, and he's just such a fucking kiss ass. <laughs> and at one point, they fucking put like a micro, they knock him out, they put like gas in his apartment and they knock him out and they put like a microphone uh, transceiver or whatever in one of his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and like. Man, with one red shoe, we yeah, know all about go. that. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like when he wakes up, they talk to him like they're God. <laughs> like, and so, funny, like, dude, it's really funny, dude. Because there's no be, reason this sh- I shouldn't have seen this movie other than like I didn't see it that one day. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's such a silly comedy. I think I've seen it. I'm, I'm sure, sure you did. So yeah. um, I was a big fan of Val Kilmer for a long time. Yeah, I I was going to throw Top Secret on here just for you, but I didn't. I knew a little German. Yeah. <laughs> Top Secret is good. I haven't seen um, it in a while. Yeah, um, and so John Grease plays Laszlo, and he's like this super genius, like smarter than anybody, and he just never left school. And he, he <laughs> so lives. That's who they gotta go to at some point. Well, yeah, like, like he lives down in like the boiler room, and, and he's created. <laughs> yeah, he's created like. I can see that. Yeah, he's created like a secret tunnel to like get to him and stuff. And his whole deal is that he's like. There's a sweepstakes that has like all these different prizes, and so he's just developed a machine that like will basically enter constantly for mm-hmm. him, and so he like figures out statistically like the amount of entries he'll be able to get in. He mm-hmm. should win like seventy eight point seven nine percent of all the prizes, you know. And like at That's the what end, I'd be using my genius. Yeah, <laughs> like and so at the end, like he he you know he pulls up in like an RV, like towing a boat, like with a motorcycle on the back, you know, because he won everything. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So, but the popcorn, dude. So, uh, <laughs> the popcorn. William, yeah. I think that's the only scene that I saw a shot of because it's one of those scenes when it shows up on screen. You're like, what the hell is happening yeah. here? <laughs> um, so, William Atherton hates the smell of popcorn. And so they've found out that's that, like, an American right there. Yeah, yeah. They've found out that, like, you know, he's making this weapon or whatever. So they go and they fill his house full of popcorn. And then they use the laser that he's that they do. I do remember the scene. Yeah, and the whole house like explodes like the top of a thing at the movie. We need a prank episode. I think we could probably that would would have to be on. Yeah, Um, dirty work. Yeah, oh, yes, dude. <laughs> you baby gorilla. Look at you. You're getting fatter as I talk to you. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. in, the, in the land of skunks, the man with one half a nose is king. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and also um, this uh, this movie has one of my favorite songs of all time, and it's "Everybody Wants to Rule the World." That was oh. in this. That was one of the yeah. big songs in this. Movie, yeah, it's huh? like that, at the end. Donnie know. Darko starts off when they get off the bus. That was uh, or Simple that Minds. Song. That was Simple Minds. No, it was. It was it Tears, was Tears for Fears, Fears, but it, it was, was a different the, song. Uh, other song. It's what's that song? That's also the name of a song of a go-go song, and it, uh, people confuse them. Couldn't tell you. Damn it! 
sorry. Wild card no. bitches. Wild Figure card it out. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like a spoon feed you. I ain't working today, <laughs> motherfucker. That wasn't on my list. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave, what do you got? All right, so this is another intense performance. I don't know if you've seen this. It's called The Theory of Everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the you Stephen Hawking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah Stephen yeah. Hawking. Oh, no. I really Biop wanted to with see this. Eddie Romaine. Eddie Redmayne and, uh, and uh, Felicity, Felicity Jones. Jones. And she was amazing. She's the main girl from Rogue One. From Star Wars it took, Rogue One. It took me three times seeing it to realize it was her. Yeah. To yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, that. she plays different characters in everything she's in. And she seems so much shorter in this for yeah. some reason. I, I remember when she was cast in Rogue One, and I was like, wait, the girl that played Hawking's wife? Yeah. Is her? Not, but she's amazing in it. Huh. It was a great movie. Really it was a great movie. A, it was an unbelievable movie. I always feel an obligation to watch movies that highlight someone in history. Yeah, yeah. If I I'm, hear I'm that it's there. done well. I'm there with you. If someone says, hey, man, that Stephen Hawking movie was on point, I say, okay, I gotta watch yeah. it. I, I think I watched it the same week. It, it was also, I think, around award season. Uh, what was the one with the uh, the Code Breaker uh, movie with uh, Cumberbatch? Wind Talkers or something? Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Did I get a point? <laughs> 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 you could just, it'd be like, whose line is it anyways? You could just give that's a million points. A thousand points to the next answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Continue. Stephen Hawking. So I love that we got to see him before because a most lot of people think he just was the, that born that, that way. That you know? guy. Yeah. He he actually he walked and, and being able. Have you seen this? No. Uh, being able to see like his kind of transformation, the, the, the initial twitch in his hand or something, and it sucks being the viewer or good if oh, you want to yeah. look at it that way when you're like, <coughs> oh, I know what's coming up. But yeah. he died last year. Yeah. yeah. And they gave him like six months. At yeah. One that's point. why you can never go by that if the doctors. It's tell like you that. eventually yeah. his lungs weren't supposed to work because he had ALS. And yeah. ALS is Lou Gehrig's. Disease, Luckily, right? he also had money. So he did have money. He wasn't rich, rich, but, but he had he enough had, money to be able he was, to. He was such an important figure to to that world. Yeah. Because he was a theoretical physicist that specialized. He, he um, His dissertation was on uh, black holes and time and the effect that black holes, like the what's happening in a black hole mm-hmm. is at a, such a diminished time period compared to what we're experiencing right now mm-hmm. that. It, almost like what relativity is. Mm. You like my science knowledge? Yeah, I do. None I'm of actually, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually none really of this, enjoying none it. None of this may be true because <laughs> yeah. I'm just really good at selling it. Yeah. <laughs> but this is my. Yeah, he he definitely was a part. He was a theoretical yeah. physicist, and, and he, we got to see what he was developing. When, yeah. while he was still had movement. Top of his everything. field, he graduated top of his field. Yeah. He, he knew he was the best. He knew he was the best. Everyone Everybody else knew, knew he was, was the best. best. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it dealt a lot with the Felicity Jones relationship. I was shocked to, I don't think how many people realized that they ended up, she helped him through the most horrible, difficult moments of his life, and then they yeah. got divorced. And they got divorced. They got divorced. Oh, wow. if, if but you're she Stephen didn't really, Hawkins, and he, he was in his full state right when they got divorced, Yeah, because he fell in love with another woman yeah. that wanted to be with and him. They, if, you can't, if you can't score a girl with intelligence, look... Yeah, Stephen look at Hawking. Stephen Hawking. I guess <laughs> he typed in a computer, and uh, it was almost amicable, though, wasn't it? it that his wife yeah. wasn't. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah I think they so. stayed she, friends. She and was in love friends. with. The, she married the the choir That's guy. That's right. She had to have been sick of dealing with it that way. Oh I mean, my god, I, I mean, can't imagine. I can't like, imagine. I need dick. If someone stays Sorry. with you. Oh my god. <laughs> he should have made it. He could have just made an agreement on the side, man. You could. Yeah, well, and maybe that's okay. 
you can go get one. You can what go I, out for a few nights. If what you I want really to. loved is what I really loved is that's when they wrong. were showing. That's even worse than what I said. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought ha, ha, it would be ha. funny. Ha ha ha! They used ha. him a few times. <laughs> Big Bang Theory. He came on Big Bang Theory. No, but they used stuff. him in in uh, Family Guy. Oh, and then he does it, and then he jumps up, and he's totally fine, yeah. and grabs a surfboard, and he's like, "Surfs up!" and runs <laughs> off. Screen. He had a sense of humor, man. He had you, a good sense of humor. You got to see it in the movie too. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that early life. I thought that first hour, yeah. it was all strong through the whole movie. But yeah. I thought the first hour was the most interesting part to me, just because I didn't know it. My favorite part of the whole movie is when they built that guy from. A, the, he hired a computer specialist from mm-hmm. America that came over and built him the screen yeah. and the typer mm-hmm. and everything with the voice. Yeah. And the voice came on, and his wife freaked out. He's like, "Is that American? Yeah, like." Tell me you you haven't any other language, <laughs> any other accents. Yeah, and he's like, no, sorry, and it, like he he had that American yeah, had computer that. accent. He's British, huh? And I actually never knew that. Yeah, that's interesting. He, he had a thick British accent in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Great movie, and that's I bet another you that one. pissed him off though. No, I think he embraced it after a while. After a while, I wonder if he won if, the award. If all of a sudden, because if he didn't, I'm sure they got a British accent by 2018. Sure, yeah. I mean, hell, computer, Siri has you know. You can make Siri have a He's like, I have a full-blown relationship with Siri. (laughs) (laughs) That's my girlfriend. Hey, Siri. Yes. (laughs) I am lonely. (laughs) Me Me too. too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Moving on, moving on. So this next one, I'm going to enter the 90s here. Uh, This is a movie that is one of my favorite comedies of all time. It's so great. Uh, I used to own it on VHS and play it all the time. This is 1990s Taking Care of Business. Do you remember Taking Care of Business? I do. James Bellucci, Charles Grodin, just such a friggin' funny-ass movie. All right, so what's going on here? And this was in a... People realized Charles Grodin was really good in this type of role, and the people that used him in it was great. This is very similar to a movie called Couch Trip. Do you remember Couch Trip with uh, Dan Aykroyd? Where Dan Aykroyd takes over the identity of Charles Grodin and pretends to be a psychiatrist. In this movie... Similar happens. You've got James Belushi who's in prison in like Chicago, and he's a huge Cubs fan, and he's freaking out. Uh, uh, he's freaking out when he's in prison because the game is about to. Uh, oh, uh, and they wouldn't let him play. W- well, what happens is he wins tickets on the radio. That's right. To, That's right. And he says, right. "You got to pick him up at the uh, at the airport. You got tickets to see the Cubs in the World Series." And he's like, "Diehard Cubs fan. He's got to see it." He's he's about to get out of jail. He's like two days away from getting out of jail, and uh, he goes to the um, the warden, who's played by Hector Alexander. And Hector Alexander is like, "You you stole sixty seven cars, Jimmy." He's like, <laughs> "Hey, I like cars." <laughs> and uh, Hector Alexander's playing like golf with that little machine that yeah, kicks the, it back mm-hmm. to you. He's like, "How about this?" I'll let you get out early if I make this putt. And then he's he's like, what do you think of that? He's like, I think you should keep your head down. <laughs> your <arms straight. laughs> super, super funny. So he misses the putt. And he's like, God damn it. Yeah. He freaks out. And then he ends up saying something derogatory. He's like, how about this? Now you're not watching the game. He's like, you got to watch my game, you prick. He's like, now no one's watching the game. And you can tell them why. Oh, and he's shit. like, oh, this is uh, pisses him off. So he gets outside. And his, he, this is one of the characters that the whole jail loves him. Mm, and not any. More than they yeah. kill off the goddamn Cubs. Well, they're more upset for him. Like he deserves this and everything. And he sees it, it, the from what I remember, it was a real amicable uh, prison. Yeah, yeah. like the it prisoners was, got was, along really well. Oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah. There was nothing like that. So 
He sees the bus about to leave, and he just books it over to the bus and goes underneath it and holds underneath it like Cape <laughs> Fear style. Yeah, and I gets, have seen and this gets up. movie. Yeah, it was so funny. And on the flip side, now we have uh, we have a business advertising uh, stick up the ass character of Charles Grodin plays called Spencer uh, Spencer Barnes, and uh, he's. His father-in-law is one of the uh, the, the higher ups, and you could tell that he's got this he's got this really uh, great uh, what is it Rolodex that he keeps all his information in his What's credit cards. What's a Rolodex? It's uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just like uh, I don't know. What Remember when we it? had a phone on the wall of the house, like on the wall, like it stayed on the wall? Yeah. <laughs> well, this was like a zipper case where he kept all his meetings and all his information in it. And he was going into uh, day planner. Uh, yeah, day planner. He was going into Chicago and he was meeting this big exec, uh, Japanese exec, who is played by Mako. Who I love. Uh, Hell yes. Yeah, you know him. He's, Hell yeah. Uh, he was in uh, Rising Kicks. Sun. He was the main guy in Rising Sun the, uh, that was overseeing the uh, the board meeting and everything. Okay. He's really funny. He's also in uh, Tucker, the man in his dream. He was really great in that. No need gee for brick breaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was it Perfect Weapon? Is that what he was in? Or he was in Perfect yeah. Weapon and Sidekicks. Yeah, Sidekicks. That's right. So he played the guy. These are movies? And so what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Point for Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy gets to the airports. He gets his he gets his uh, world or his super World Series tickets, and then uh, he goes to the phone. And Charles Gordon had just been on the phone and left his file facts uh, up there. Her his uh, Rolodex day planner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll go with day planner. <laughs> so he he gets the day planner and he looks at it and he sees all these credit cards. He's got money in there, but it also says a thousand dollars reward and everything. And he sees an address in there uh, of where he was supposed to be that day. And so he goes uh, to the house. Uh, Charles Grown gets all the way to his cab and realizes he lost his shit. And he's like, my whole life was in that thing. I don't know what the hell's going on. So at that point on, James Belushi slowly takes over the persona <laughs> of Charles Groton. He gets to the house. He finds the code and the key to get the house. The house is luxurious. Oh, like, wow. Swimming pools and everything. And he's, he's watching. He has a buddy, the, though, doesn't he? Uh, no, no, not. Uh, he didn't have a buddy in this movie. Uh, well, at some point, he, get, he buddies up with Charles Groton. Okay. Uh, but he... Uh, He's watching the news with they're having a stand. Uh, the he made the prisoners look like the prisoners started a riot and they were holding Jimmy hostage inside and they were gonna ho- oh, they were gonna keep it until Jimmy got back. Uh-huh. Uh, so he ends up uh, two of Charles Grodin's like business execs show up at the house and said, "Hey, you got to meet uh, Yakamoro for this uh, tennis match and everything. You better get your stuff on." So he gets his stuff on and then he just starts going out there and he's he, what's great about him is he tells it like it is. It's one of my favorite moments in the movie is where he has this meeting with with um, Mako and uh, he he's talking to the uh, him about his products he's like uh have you ever tried our how quality products he's like sure yeah, yeah i know the jingle i hear it all the time not telling me he watches us at jail and everything right, that yeah. they serve some of that food and he's like he says yeah your oatmeal tastes like dirt <laughs> and he's like he's like whoa uh one of the other people's like whoa uh spencer he's like no no let him say what he wants he's he says yeah your, your oatmeal's horrible he says your baloney your baloney is rubbery as shit unless you uh drown it with mustard but not your mustard because your mustard tastes like shit <laughs> <laughs> and they were like your, your bread falls apart so you gotta spread you can't spread peanut butter on it says, but not your peanut butter because your peanut butter tastes like shit <laughs> he says don't call it high quality products call it affordable products and everything he starts making sense to this guy so 
so he starts doing these business deals, but he ends up getting fired from the account, and so Spencer's getting the phone calls from his bosses. What the fuck did you do to the Yakamoro mood uh, <laughs> thing? And at some point, they kind of buddy up, and uh, he shows up at the house at the same time. He's like, hey, what are you pissed at? I was trying to cover it for you, bro. And then they realize that they're kind of in this together, and he needs to get him out of this uh, thing. Because they know him as that guy now. Yeah. Uh, one of the funniest things, I'll jump forward, uh, one of the funniest things is getting him back into prison. They weren't really, he wasn't really thinking how he was going to get back into prison. Uh-huh. So he had Charles Grodin dress up like a priest and had uh, James Belushi dress up like an old woman, supposedly Jimmy's mom. And huh. he showed up at the prison and Hector Alexander says, I brought Jimmy's mom. I'm thinking maybe Jimmy can talk, uh, Jimmy's mom can talk to Jimmy through the wall and we can get him. And the, uh, he's just trying to get the prisoners to let him in to talk to her son, but the prisoners aren't getting that it's James Bellucci. And right. <laughs> so he starts throwing baseball signs. Like his, uh, and they're like, what the hell is she doing? Yeah. She's like, those are baseball signs. That's, uh, that's Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> so they got to get him in there and it's, oh man. And then he comes out and he still has the lipstick on. Oh, my mom, she was so excited. She had to kiss me in the lips. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so funny, man. That's I, great. I love taking care of business. Really great. How does his mom disappears though uh yeah they, they don't <laughs> go into these details and shit like that so yeah taking care of business that's a good one so next one we got here round is it round three three i believe it, no it's round four, four right four. Oh, round four good luck you're gonna need it Fight. <laughs> all right round four here for the questions and right now we are at seven two four too many to not enough you got this you got this you got a chance still oh i still have a chance all right I haven't offered a thousand to the last one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this, this performer apparently stole this costume, uh, stole this costume from the set for the sole purpose of having it available so they could show up in costume to visit sick children in the hospital, and that is Chris Evans, Captain America, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, or Chris Pratt, Star Lord. Damn. I have to think, uh, Deadpool. That's that's a Ryan Reynolds thing. What was the first one though? Chris Evans, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, yeah. Chris Pratt. The first one's a nice guy too, but I, it's either him or Ryan Reynolds. I'm sticking with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I'm gonna go say something different. I'm gonna go Cap. All right. Yeah. No points on the board. Oh, no shit. It was Gal Gadot, Chris Pratt, Star Lord. Really? Yeah. Really? I could see. Wasn't what his, say, co- right? his costume was like a leather jacket, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, in the the mask. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty okay. big thing. Uh, yeah, him. Superhero he used movie. to go to the. Uh, <laughs> I know for a fact that Ryan Reynolds goes to a lot of hospitals, though. So I can. I see did him. know yeah. that him and Blake Lively do it. I think whenever you they go to a new city, well, you got have a moral obligation. Yeah. If yeah. you're an actor, he's a good dude. He's, <laughs> he's sarcastic and funny good. as hell. Those but are all he, good people on yeah. there. So that's why. I don't know if Gal Gadot is good, but <laughs> she might be visiting uh, hospitals. I know the other three do. All right, this next one. NASA shows this film during their management training program. New managers are given the task of trying to spot as many errors as possible. At least 168 have been found. Answers are A, Deep Impact, B, Space Cowboys, C, Armageddon, or D, Contact. (laughs) I'm going fucking Armageddon. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go Armageddon. (laughs) Well, apparently that was an easy one. <laughs> Plus, it's it's kind of a silly movie. You got to imagine NASA has a little sense of humor. I don't know if you've noticed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do. They have to. <clears throat> this kind of balances out there. You just don't want that guy to go. I didn't see anything wrong with that. One hundred percent correct. Yeah. Uh, the door is that way. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah. Next one. Uh, this film's budget was so low that the makeup budget was only 250 Project yeah. Threshold. No, I was oh, going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I should have put that on the yeah. <laughs> No, because the next, uh, the next uh, line will uh, is a reason why that can't be on this. Okay. Uh, this film's budget was so low that the makeup uh, budget was $250. That film went on to win an Oscar for makeup and hairstyling. And the answers are A, Monster, B, Dallas Buyers Club, C, Frida, or D, Driving Miss Daisy? Monster. Give me the choices again. Monster, Dallas Buyers Club, Frida, and Driving Miss Daisy. I think it's still... I think it's Monster. I'll have to say Monster. No Monster. What? I didn't, think it, I didn't think it was Monster, but I didn't... <coughs> I didn't Dallas know. Buyers Dallas Club? Buyers I guess he just lost all that weight. They didn't really need any makeup on him. Yeah, well, they just used regular makeup. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, and you, I'm talking about Jared Leo. That's probably oh, more of that Oh, yeah. I got you. He just had those features, so. All right. No points on the board. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> next one. In preparation for his role in this movie, this performer hid away in a motel room for about six weeks. During this extended stay of seclusion, they delved deep into the psychology of the character. And the answers are A, Daniel Day-Lewis in Gangs of New York. B, Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. C, Natalie Portman in Black Swan. Or D, Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver. Hmm. I want to say Heath Ledger, but I feel like that's... Uh, what was the first one? Daniel Day-Lewis in Gangs of New York, Heath Ledger, Dark Knight, Natalie Portman, Black Swan, or Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver? Um, I'll say Robert De Niro. I'll say A. You're going to say Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. No points on the board. Daniel Day-Lewis doesn't go to hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess not. Heath Ledger. Yeah. I was going to say that, but I figured he would have died of some drug overdose. He did. Shortly after yeah. he did. <laughs> In a hotel, actually. I think that's what got actually. him to that point where it was just too much. Uh, all right. Last question of this round. This actor grew so enamored of his canine co-star that he tried to adopt her when filming was finished, but the dog's trainer could not be persuaded to give her up. And the answers are... A, Keanu Reeves and John Wick. B, Tom Hanks and Turner and Hooch. C, Charles Grodin and Beethoven. Or D, Will Smith and I Am Legend. Will Smith, I Am Legend. I'll agree with him. Points on the board. All right. One more round. That's it for that round. I'm your Huckleberry. All right. Wild Cardus. <laughs> this one is rather wild. <laughs> this is a fucking fun movie, he, man. He kept with the category. I like it. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> I think I've seen longest this movie title once. ever. One Message. <laughs> I think I've only seen this once, so oh you'll have God. to fill us in with the details. So, here. so this was what time period was this? Uh, this was nineties. Nineties. Um, so yeah. this was before Scary Movie. Was it? Was it the Wayans? That it did was, this? Okay. and this was kind of the same concept. You know, when Scary Movie, they went and they took all the horror movies and they made a spoof out of that. So in this one, they went and took like you know. Boys in the Hood, mm -hmm. and you know, just all of those Menace movies. Society, Menace Society, like yeah, all the ones. It's kind of like Loaded Weapon, but for like but, yeah. the black audience. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, and like hip hop movies and like gang movies and right. everything. Hip hop. Hip hop. Hip -hop. <laughs> 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 Left my wallet in Mexico. <laughs> I did look over at him in the theater when, they, <laughs> yeah. when, he, when, he, when they said El Segundo during. Oh yeah, yeah. We had a good chuckle about that. Yeah, and so. It's basically the exact same story as Boys in the Hood, okay. but like just spoofed all over the yeah. place. Um, 
What were the main actors in it? Any big ones? Damon Wayans. Well, all, yeah, all the Wayans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I'm sure, like, it's too long of a title for me to Google and talk at the same time. <laughs> uh, um, I'll, I'll Google it. You go oh, ahead. Oh, you know what? I think I have it pulled up. But anyways, uh, like, one of my favorite... pro. One of my favorite cast members is... Uh, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> and, like, at one point, there's, like a gang shooting, you know, <laughs> and like he, he doesn't even get hit, you know, but he's like, Oh my God, I'm never going to walk again. I'm paralyzed. <laughs> and he's like, bitch, you were already paralyzed. <laughs> you know? Um, I have seen this. Movie. Yeah. I, I mean, there, you I think I've seen it once. This is one of those ones where you don't have to know the storyline. It's just mm. all the funny scenes. So like, I mean, if you like them, you'll like the movie. Yeah. Right? So like in comparison, you know, the scene from boys in the hood where Cuba Gooding jr. Goes across to his girlfriend's house after, um, what happens with the cop and everything yeah. like that. And, you know, he starts swinging in the air and he's crying. Well, in this one, uh, I think it's Damon Wayans goes over to his girlfriend's house. Who's also the girl from scary movie. Um, I just can't remember her name. Um, and he starts doing that. Anna scene. Paris? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I can't remember her name. I'll, I'll, I'll right. find it out. Yeah. Um, and he starts doing that scene where he's like crying and he's swinging around. Well, she has all these kids and eventually he just starts punching the shit out of the kids and like <laughs> knocking them all over the place. Um, you know, so that's like hilarious, and then they have like <laughs> hitting children's funny. No, no, it's just because like this little no, kid. No, I was saying hitting children's funny. Yeah. No, no, I meant. Uh, <laughs> God, I, I don't have any children, so I don't have to hit them. I, I wish I could remember what her character's name is. Oh, too. I can tell you here. Because yeah, I got pulled up now. So yeah, we got all the Wayans brothers: yeah. the Sean, Marlon, Keenan. Uh, Keenan plays. There's the, always one Tracy you didn't know about. Clear though. Jones plays the Dashiki. Dashiki, yeah. yeah. She she at one point he's like, "What's your name?" and she's like, "My name's Dashiki. It's Swahili for doggy style." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and she's got like twelve kids. Uh, you know, Kim Wayans uh, was in this. Vivica A. Fox. Uh, well, it's Vivica A. Fox. Yeah, they pulled yeah. a lot of people from there. And, you know, and, and that's what it is. It's just a spoof movie, and it is so fucking funny. And so, yeah, Keenan Wayans, all through the movie, because they have, like, they do, like, messages, you know, for the audience to be like, hey, this should be, like, an impactful scene, even though it's funny, da 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 um, You know, and, and he'll just pop out of nowhere and go, message. You know? <laughs> and, and at one point they're like doing a scene and they flash to the baby crib and it's just his head on this little baby's like, yeah, body. Yeah. And he's going message. <laughs> and he's like shaking. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. So, <laughs> so that's, that's a parody of when uh, they're on the strip in boys in the hood and you know, like they're about to get in the fight and he's like, Oh what? We got a problem here. We got a problem here. You know, and ice cube like shows he's got a gun. Yeah. So in that scene, <laughs> Marlon Wayans is doing the oh what we got a problem we got a problem and he keeps he, well he keeps <laughs> keep pulling out one up and oh, yeah, one up and they keep one up and more and more guns and then finally he's got a fucking missile and he's got the <laughs> controller and he's moving it around as he's talking and he's like do you. we have a problem <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that scene. yeah it's so um, funny man and, and you know also the scene from Don't Be a Menace where there's like you know he kills the the guy in the store and he's like you know I feel sorry for your mother mm-hmm. and like you know Marlon way it's like what you say about my mama like oh it's so fucking yeah this funny, was right dude. before he, they started that scary mu- movie franchise because they had always done this i mean you look back at uh, i'm gonna get you sucker yeah you know? i mean yeah. it was kind of a low <laughs> they were making yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, it's i always love the wayans yeah it's a fucking classic yeah. and if you haven't seen it definitely go check that out it's a good one 
All right, dude. Get do I do I get a point if one of your answers was my movie? Uh, Ooh. Won't, won't I get that point? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so performances fall on the line. Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, okay. oh really? Yeah. Interesting. I haven't seen. This I've one. seen this twice. Oh wow! And it's. Then it's, you should have got the two hundred fifty dollars budget. <laughs> it didn't seem like that, but it's a great movie. I own it. It was super good. I, I've seen it two or three times, and and it's kind of a dirty, gritty mm-hmm. movie. Oh, yeah. that you're not. It's not uplifting until until he starts about, helping people. Yeah, until about three quarters. Until of the he way goes through and it. gets the drugs for people. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's a true story. Yeah. Um, and it. I don't know what year it was supposed to be, but it seems like it was right at the beginning. Right around the beginning. It's got to be of 80, like 85 or 86. Or 85, yeah. Um, I remember being scared as hell of it when you first started hearing about yeah, yeah. HIV and AIDS. Mm. It was like, because of, originally, yeah, originally, I remember the Christian saying, school was like, oh, it's a disease that the homosexual community, they used to yeah, say yeah, it all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, it. man. And then the scare is, it, it went even like tenfold that like, gave it to yeah, you yeah, yeah, anyone can get it. From anybody. Like, don't even or shake any fluid hands. Transfer then, whatsoever. And then it took like the healthcare uh, people like a good eight years to calm yeah. people down and yeah, be like, man. you can shake hands, you can yeah. hug, you can no, kiss, you can do I, all this, you don't dad, have to worry about uh, it. My dad told me that like back in the day when all that was going on, he said that like they were afraid to even enter the room That's because crazy. they didn't even know what to do. So they would just stand in the doorway and talk to That's the patient. so crazy. I've yeah. known several people with AIDS and yeah. we didn't treat them any differently. Yeah, and, no. uh, but then again, we were, it was like 10 years ago, We were, by that time we were all educated to what, right, what yeah. you know I mean? You can drink after somebody, and uh, it wouldn't even matter. So, yeah. So yeah, why don't you tell us the kind of gist? So, of this. Just, so the brilliant Matthew McConaughey and Jared Leto, and this was the movie that Jared Leto actually took that next step yep. to be kind of next was, level actor. You're like, was, oh shit, now he can do anything he wants. He was a drag queen, <clears throat> sort like a transvestite, trans, transgender, transgender, was transgender, and then. Uh, uh, I think from this, gosh, he, didn't do the, or he didn't do the Joker after this, did he? <laughs> uh, maybe I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, that was the only bad one. Uh, they did. Yeah, Loved him in Blade Runner 2049. Though. So basically, the story is is um, Matthew McConaughey's character is a rodeo rider, and he has like lots of unprotected sex and drug use, yeah. and he starts getting sick, and he goes to the hospital, and they like tell him what's going to happen, and he's like, "What." I, that can't be possible. Yeah. And then they're like, no. And not only that, you're good. I think they give him like, you'll yeah, be they dead in six months. Yeah. Damn. Like, and the only way you can slow that down is to stay here. And, you know, so he was, did like, he immediately kind of search for his own kind of medication? No, I or? think he, I think he, <clears throat> he kind of, I think he did a lot of drugs. Yeah. I think he, he was like, and fuck he left yeah. and he, and, but then at one point he, he had, who the, put it in his head? I don't was know. Was it something that he read? I can't I remember. I think he read a lot because okay, he because yeah. he was the one that went to them and says, remember he had all his research. Yeah, yeah. He's like, why are you doing this? You should be doing, what, see what this yeah. study is doing. This guy's doing this. They got that stuff in Mexico. So basically. That stuff was good too when he went down to Mexico. The, the way you treat AIDS is you treat all the symptoms to AIDS. Yeah. And, and with a drug cocktail. You don't try to kill the HIV virus. Mm-hmm. Which is they can't do. But to the point now where they have a once a day pill that. Yeah, you're worried. Can, you can have sex with someone that has HIV and you can't get it if right. you take this yeah. pill. But it, this was the very beginning. So he started going to Mexico and getting all these vitamin supplements that weren't approved by the FDA up here that he couldn't get. Right. And so he he started getting better. And he went back to the clinic and his T cells were increasing. Uh, Affleck's wife was the nurse. 
Jennifer Gardner. Yeah. Jennifer Gardner. Hey, yeah. Sorry, Jennifer Gardner. Terrible. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a terrible thing to be called. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's the ex-wife anyway. She's collected her money. Yeah, but she's awesome. I, yeah, she she's in a bunch of great movies, yeah. but she was great. In she this was movie. really good in this, and she knew that guy. But that relationship that. between Jared Leto yeah. and uh, Matthew McConaughey was just such a sweet, tender, caring. I mean, this was yeah, a, yeah. it was a feel-good story that was surrounded with a lot of pain and mm-hmm. and suffering. Mm-hmm. But then, because he, I remember he, you didn't flew to, he started getting, he was behind so much and doing these drug clinics out of these hotels that he was making. Remember, he was yeah. making tons and tons and tons of money. So oh, he yeah. was going to the drug makers overseas mm-hmm. and making huge deals. But then they, that one doctor, the guy that plays American Horror Story, that got burned yeah. in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, the guy from uh, Michael Clayton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the asshole doctor that yeah. who he plays. An he was mad guy. because his his patients were leaving to go to the hotel. Yeah. Oh wow! Because they were seeing results and he wasn't. Remember, he was on a study. Mm-hmm. He was just doing a study. He didn't want them to get better, or, or not. he wanted to be able to tell the ones that he gave the drugs to. But half the people got placebos. Yeah. So, like, how do I know if I got a drug or if I got a placebo? You yeah. don't kind of waste your time if you're on death. That's yeah, it. Fuck that's that. a fifty-fifty game yeah. right there. Like, you don't you want can't. That. I, mean, I understand the need for that stuff, yeah. but yeah, if you had an alternative, yeah, take it, take it. it. And I think he survived for like, like. 10 years or something crazy. This won, like, a bunch of awards, Did too, it? I'm pretty sure. Well, isn't this when he gave his, like, Matthew McConaughey's hero is Matthew McConaughey or something like that speech at the Oscars? I remember, I remember that. that. What was it? Yeah. He, he said he was his own hero? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <He> was, <laughs> like, all right, all right. Yeah, like, pretty much. It was something along the lines of, like, you know, I want to thank myself or something like That's that. That's great. Like, yeah. So it won three Oscars. It won uh, Best Performance by for Matthew McConaughey, Best Sporting for Jared Leto. And, wow, they both won. And uh, Best Achievement in Makeup and Hairstyle. Wow. That we found out earlier. Wow. $250 was That's that budget. Nuts. In case you were asking. That's right. Now you know. <laughs> All right. Let's move on here. This movie is a movie that we have talked uh, around, in, but never actually similar to Real Genius. I've used we that argument. actually put it on the list and uh, I think Dave had it on his list once and then he had not seen it for so long he had to 86 it because he wasn't as familiar with it and uh, this one's with a a classic uh, spoiler that I may we'll see how it goes I may it's uh, an older movie uh, old movie and it's very hard to find so it's uh, it's one of those movies that you could probably uh, spoil and not not many people can I take a guess is it is it old ladies in our sink? No. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Arsing old lace. Oh, there you go. Hey, <laughs> you were close, though. Old ladies in our sink. So that's the reboot right yeah, there. there you go. <laughs> old ladies with the poison, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is 1991's Shattered. Oh, I don't think I saw this one. Me and Dave know Shattered. Shattered's one of our favorite. This was the this we was do one of the, this a lot. This was one of the best thrillers of the 90s, and just watching it recently, I had to actually... I had to pay 20 bucks for it, which is a lot for like a used DVD. Most yeah. used DVDs you can get under $10 or even closer to like $5. Uh, and this was the one that I had to just put it out and uh, get 20 bucks for. But it's so worth it, man. It's so one of those great, great... The buyer, the uh, seller knew what he had. Yeah, oh yeah, they know what they got. <laughs> they know what's out of print and what's out of print. Unfortunately, I never get lucky enough to find those guys that don't know it. But <laughs> I... What was great about this movie, first of all, it was an hour and a half, which I did not realize that until I went it's and quick. rewatched it. There's a lot of information given to you in this hour and a half. Hmm. And so this movie stars Tom Berenger, uh, Bob Hoskins are the two main people. The, uh, the main woman is uh, Greta Shio. She's from uh, 
presumed innocent. Do you remember yep. uh, the Harrison Ford one? He's the one that he has an affair with and kills the blonde yep. uh, woman. And the whole trial's about her. Mm. So she's uh, Barringer's wife. So at the very beginning of the movie, there's this horrible car accident. Like first shot of the movie, you during the credits we're seeing it go the, a car go around like the Pacific Coast kind of where mm-hmm. the mountains are and everything. And to, the the more the credits go by, the faster the fucking car goes. Uh-huh. And then right when it gets by the director and everything, this car launches itself right off to the side, and you see a, a woman get uh, thrown free, and then someone in the car. Uh, Friggin' uh, tumbling, tumbling, tumbling down. Yeah. It's Tom Berenger, and uh, he gets down the end, and then we cut right to the hospital, and the, it's the wife waking up, and the doctor saying, uh, "You you got off, you got off real easy, a lot better than your husband did." And she freaks out, and she's like, "Don't worry, he's in surgery right now." I actually, saved a picture when I watched it the other day because I wanted to show you how fucked up they made him look. Uh, they sort of needed to. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that later. Yeah, I'll but, tell you that. Later. No, 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 I'll tell you that. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, it's like so, John Handsome. Yeah. yeah, no, he was fucked up, and so he had to go through all this plastic surgery. And the problem was, is he had amnesia because of how horrible this kind of thing was. And he's trying to. He remembers, you know, he remembers what year it is. He remembers the president and everything. But he's having problems with uh, his relationships or putting names with faces. So a lot of the beginning of the movie, it's him and his wife kind of getting reacquainted, very similar to like. Uh, uh, what's the one with Harrison Ford where he had amnesia? Fractured? No. no uh, Shattered. Fractured. Henry, regarding Henry. Oh, regarding, yeah, oh, regarding yeah. Henry. Yeah. So I was, he... was going to say overboard. And it had some similarities <laughs> with regarding Henry on here other than being a thriller. So everything seemed interesting. He's, he's, he's relearning it. They're going through picture books and everything. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? And what do you remember? And every once in a while, he'll have memories of the car accident. And he'll see his face like go through the windshield. And they do this oh. crazy cool effect. And things start getting weird when he goes to visit this couple, uh, friends of his, uh, Corbin Burnson's one of them, so it's like a major league kind of reunion. Uh-huh. And then his wife, who's been in a couple different uh, flicks too. And they're all acting weird around him and everything. And then he finally gets alone with the husband, and the husband is like, he's like, I need someone to tell me some stuff that's going on here. I got questions, and I'm getting uh, the runaround by everyone. Were me and my wife having problems? Because he, he went to smoke a pipe, and he found... Uh, he found these uh, roll of uh, negatives that he held up to the light, and he could see his wife having sex with a person that he did not know, not him. And mm. so he's like, all right, what's going on? Was my wife had an affair with me? And then Corbin Burnson's like, you, you mentioned twice uh, that you wanted a divorce and everything. And uh, he says, that much I'll tell you. And then he ends up going to walk on the beach with Corbin Burnson's wife, and she's, uh, she's like uh, – you know your wife was having an affair, right? And your wife was not very happy with you. She was pissed at you. And he, she's like, no, no, no. And he says, think about it, man. He says, your wife got off with uh, uh, without a scratch, and you ha- uh, were turned into, like, hamburger. Yeah. And he says, and her lover is still out there someplace. See, he says, there's nothing to stop them from coming and killing you again. You're worth a lot of money. And he's... He, he can't put all this stuff together, so he ends up going to Bob Hoskins, who's this private investigator, and he like also owns a pet store. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that Roger Rabbit? Um, yeah, 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 and Bob Ace Hawkins. Ventura Pet Detective. Peter <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, <laughs> Herman didn't own the pet store. Nah, he just, no, he just, he just rescued Bob Hoskins' <laughs> pet shop. <laughs> Rocky, she had a pet store. Yeah. So... Uh, so they start kind of working together and figuring this out. And they hear this uh, this one uh, place is this one really great hotel around the area is called like the Hacienda. So he goes and visits and the uh, the person uh, recognizes me. He's oh, Mr. Maverick, uh, Maverick, I'm, I'm glad you showed up here. And he shows a picture of his wife to him. 
and not and just says, "Have you seen this woman here come here before?" And he's just like, yeah, I may have. And then he wants a bribe. So he gives him the bribe and everything. And he, he gets the information he wants. That, yeah, that woman has come here. And she usually comes here with a guy like every Tuesday or something like that. So he knew right then. My Son wife's out there. Bitch. <laughs> on, on the way out, the guy says, say hello to your wife for me. And uh, Tom Berenger turns around and says, my wife. Because he didn't recognize that woman as his wife. Uh-huh. So Tom Berenger realizes he was having an affair uh-huh. uh, with somebody. And so the he's... Plot gets and uh-huh. it's, it's starting to... Uh, it's starting to look like Tom Berenger might have killed his wife's lover, and then they went and got rid of the body uh, together, and that's what he's he's kind of figuring it out, and Bob Hoskins helping him with this whole thing. And so what happens, because they he ends up following his wife. He puts a phone call in. Uh, he puts a phone call into his own house uh, asking uh, the maid if... Uh, and pretending to be this lover, uh, leaving a message mm-hmm. for his wife. So when his his wife heard the message, she freaks out. She like drops the phone, and she immediately gets in her car and drives to this old shipwreck on the side of the like uh, this area where Tom Berenger's company owned. And she she goes into the bowels of the shipwreck, and Ch- Tom Berenger's like following her, going, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Uh, and that's what kind of really puts <laughs> in his head. Says, "I think I end up killing this my wife's lover." And this is where we buried the body. And when he left that message to her, he thinks that she, he somehow got uh, got out or wasn't dead. So they end up all at the end. Now I'll spoil it here since we've worked our way up to this. Thing. <laughs> so if you want to check out Shattered. <laughs> if you're not going to spoil it, then it's ju- just Jump it's forward like two minutes. Five. Yeah. Because this was probably one of the best shocks in movies. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. saw it three times in the theater just because of the ending. Yep. It was so good. So, so I think and, the wife, I think it was all a setup and she led him to the ship to kill him. But now go ahead. All right. But no. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's him and Bob Hoskins. And Bob Hoskins starts thinking it's... Uh, uh, Tom Berenger. He's actually got a gun on him mm-hmm. when they take him there. And he, he's like, I think we're going to get in there and we're going to find your wife's lover's body in that, uh, in this like vat of like uh, chemicals and everything. And so he says, open it up. He opens it up. He lifts the body out and they have this great side by side shot of Tom Berenger looking at himself. And you realize that the Tom Berenger we've been watching the whole movie is the lover that the wife made the doctors reconstruct to his face. The so fuck? She gave, I mean, when you were repairing, they were like, what do you used to look like? Let's see if we can get yep. him back to So there. she gave him the wife's uh, face because he had like the same bone structure as Tom Berenger. So Tom Berenger at that moment realizes, holy shit, I'm not Tom Berenger. I'm this Jack Stanton guy wow. that everyone thought was missing. And they thought he was missing because I'm him. And it looks like, um, and he, he has a moment where he falls back. He's so freaked out. And it takes him back in his memory. And he, at that point, he realizes that he wasn't involved with the murder. He did help bring the body there. But it was uh, Greta who actually shot him in the head and everything. And Bob Hoskins so relieved. He's like, we be friends again. Because I know it's not you, but it was like that, oh, my God. So did God. he do that voluntarily so that they would have to reconstruct his face? So. No. They, what happened, and they showed so the scene. So she did that so to So they him? dropped the body off at the in the, uh, in the vat. And then on the way back, he's like, I don't want to be part of this i shouldn't have helped you with that and everything we got to go to the police and everything and she's like no we're not going to the police and yeah. she starts driving erratic and he grabs the the handle and they go over and she jumps and he has to take it down there yeah so it uh she's kind of put in this she's a horrible woman when you really she's think got, about it because she's she, got, she got issues once she got up in the hospital and realized that um uh, 
and realized that uh, they had amnesia and his face was unrecognizable. She, she just gave the right. husband's face to him. They they asked him. They said, "Can we have your pictures, pictures. of your husband so we huh. can do the reconstruction?" And immediately she did not care about her lover taking his face from him. Literally, <laughs> evil fucking genius, yeah, right in, there, man. And instead of <laughs> instead of out. telling him right <laughs> when he woke up. Yeah, this is what I had to do. I mean, she let him go through this and sat there while he's figuring this whole thing out. So it, it was phenomenal, phenomenal yeah, movie. That's a really good. big twist. It was probably on the top five biggest twists I'd seen in the theater because they they put it through in your head when you're watching that that's the last thing in the world yeah. you, you were thinking. Mm-hmm. And it was all about that shot, man. Him, him, two Behringers in the same shot together. One's got the milky eye mm-hmm. like he's been dead for like yeah. weeks and everything. And he's just like, yeah, it's crazy, it man. Luke, I'm your father moment, but. <laughs> it's pretty alright but now something more important last round last round down to the nitty gritty down to the nitty gritty right here round five do you get me sir yes sir gotta kick up the gotta game gotta kick butt gotta you're kick only butt. behind two I know no you're down three oh. am I down three three <laughs> if tired. you have a tie I don't have a tiebreaker too so I'm gonna have to win something so <laughs> so Last question. <laughs> Last question is double points for Dave. Well, we'll see how it works. We'll see how it works. We're not playing for anything. So. <laughs> you can I have, do know that. You I can might have, have something here. Oh. He doesn't. You want <laughs> <that>? <laughs> I do, in fact. All right. On the first question here, round five. On the first day of filming, this actress told her co-star, I think you're perfect for the role. I'm so happy we're going to work together. And then she paused and followed it up with, that's the last nice thing I'll say to you. And the answers are... Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction, Monique in Precious, Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada, or Margaret Hamilton in The Wizard of Oz? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I'm not saying it's Meryl Streep. She's too nice. Um, wasn't The Wizard of Oz. What were the first two? Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction or Monique in Precious? I'm going Glenn Close because she was crazy and <laughs> she was she was, she was she was trying to stay in character and so she was like this is the last thing I'm going to say nice to you until we're done with this that's what I'm going to go with Dave I think I have to agree with him you're going to go with him you're not going to go on your own huh right. no nope. I can't no points on the board damn Meryl Streep and the Devil Wears Prada really oh yeah man wow a shit to Anne I never saw that yeah. really yeah yeah that's well in the movie. That's why. Oh, that's oh. why she was like, "I'm not going to be nice to you on the set." Ever. Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> he didn't even know the question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this actor wanted to make sure the fight scenes looked real in this movie, so he instructed his co-star to actually hit him—a punch to the chest that left him in intensive care for four days. Robert De Niro in *Raging Bull*, Sylvester Stallone in *Rocky IV*, Mark Wahlberg in *The Fighter*, or Harrison Ford in *Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom*. Ooh, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. <laughs> oh yeah. Then, then answer by all means. <laughs> uh, what you got? Sylvester Stallone. Okay, and what were the other ones? Uh, De Niro in Raging Bull, Wahlberg in The Fighter, and Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Wahlberg. Wahlberg in The Fighter. Points are on the board, but it goes to Dave. Damn. Dolph Lundgren <laughs> put did. that motherfucker in the house. I did Damn. that story. Oh really? Yeah. I heard. Uh, I heard Carl Weathers knocked him out. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure Carl I think that told that story a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This actor was considered for the Terminator, but producers feared he was too nice to be taken seriously as a cold-blooded killer. The answers are A, O.J. Simpson, B, Sylvester Stallone, 
C, Harrison Ford, or D, Clint Eastwood? Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. O.J. Simpson. No. <laughs> no, dude. He's I mean, too nice, it man. It makes sense. He was, He's too <laughs> he, nice, found, he was found innocent, so. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I mean, he did do Naked Gun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> More people should have friends like you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right. No points on the board. All right. This next one. This actor was paid $1,000 for his role in the movie, a movie that went on to gross over $40 million in the United States. Is it Michael Sarah in Juno, Antonio Banderas in El Mariachi, John Heater in Napoleon Dynamite, or Jack Nicholson in Easy Rider? Damn. It's either A or D. Jack Nicholson. A. Michael Sarah? Yeah. The answer is John Heater in Napoleon Dynamite. No shit. Why would you Gosh. ask a question in a movie you know what <laughs> Well, I did. I Superhero thought... movies in Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> That's what all these questions have been. I'm in call foul. <laughs> all right. Last question. These two actors snorted crushed B vitamins for scenes that involved cocaine. One claiming that he eventually became so sick with bronchitis that he had to be hospitalized. And the answers are Mark Wahlberg and Thomas Jane in Boogie Nights. Bobcat Goldquait and Paul Rubens in Blow, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill in The Wolf of Wall Street, or Al Pacino and Stephen Bauer in Scarface. Damn. I want that to be a Scarface story, so I'll say D. What are they one more time? Mark Wahlberg and Thomas Jane in Boogie Nights, Bobcat and Paul Rubens in Blow, or Leo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill in The Wolf of Wall Street. I'm going to go Bobcat and Paul Rubens. Bobcat and Paul Rubens. No points on the board. Damn. Justin still wins. Woohoo! Did you eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid? <laughs> Why? Leo That's... DiCaprio and Jonah Hill in The Wolf Wall. Really? Yes, That's that crazy. That would have been the last one, I guess. Justin gets this highly sought after. Oh, oh there is a prize. This highly sought after. E.T. in a basket figurine. Oh my God! <laughs> for the for the that's awesome. First you see him? Annual nope. <laughs> <laughs> for the first annual. You can like put it on your dashboard. dashboard yeah. yeah, yeah. Put some sticker on that. That's nobody. That. Had, that's a national. I've prize. seen people have Jesus. <laughs> I didn't see nobody. I'm gonna have put him next to the angry bunny and maybe, see if it maybe he brings him peace. Yeah, you know, he's a good alien. It's like Yoda. He's pulling stories my own life now. All right, good stuff. Good job on he the He learned trivia. that on the pod. <laughs> I thought those were interesting facts to that was get good out job. too. Yeah. That was yeah. a good job. That was Which fun, ones, dude. you said you didn't know the answer somewhat. What were some of the ones you'd re- that blew your mind that you didn't know? Most of them. Really? I, mean, I didn't know oddly any of those. I thought they were all interesting. I found that on one list. It was like 120 facts you didn't know about movies and everything. And I'm going through it and I'm like, holy shit, these are all good. And I don't remember any of these uh, things. It was more difficult uh, coming up with the uh, the fake answers Uh you did a the, good job at those. Stuff. That was yeah. I tried to keep it. I mean, if, if somebody with drug problems, I picked other people with drug problems. I only knew I knew two questions for sure. Yeah, I think everything I, else was a guess. Yeah, I think me too. Um, the one we both answered the same thing on. Really uh, quick. Size yeah, there were a couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Armageddon too. Armageddon. Armageddon was yeah, the other one. Those two. All right. So last round of uh, wild card. All right. Um, and since it's a wild card. Fuck it. I'm going Endgame. 
Oh, Endgame. Yes. Interesting. Absolutely. Like the one that just came out. Yeah, I Avengers Endgame. I can't wait any longer oh, to talk Avengers. about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a digital's already out now. I think, isn't it? Uh, That's how like little I know about superhero movies. I, I thought it was the movie that he saw that he said he liked. Ready Player Ready One. Ready Player One. Yeah, that oh, was hey. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Just fucking great movie. One of the best um, movies of the year. Absolutely, dude. And just the yeah. end of a... I know how excited <laughs> you are, Dave. Um, we'll just educate Dave. Yeah. Yes. And just the end of a fucking long-ass you, saga. You could spoil it. Yeah, I mean, there's I've, not I've, a whole hell of a lot of spoilers. I mean... If you don't know by now, I mean, I think like the spoilers Dave and you just don't, in, don't care. Know, I think now, the you know? spoilers in Infinity War were probably more kind of intense spoilers. You can spoil that one, too. Yeah. yeah, Tell us about what we're going on. Well, tell us what you can... Yeah, we're just going to... This will just be a little spoiler. I think most people have seen Avengers Endgame. If you have have interest in it, you know what's going on by now. Yeah, there's no way I think anyone that has an interest in it. I think if you listen to this pod, you've seen that. Yeah. So... Yeah, t- tell it. You'll probably have to give us a minor recap of Infinity Wars just to kind of bring us to speed for Endgame. At least dealing with the snap. Yeah. Um, so from Infinity Wars, Thanos is going after all of the Infinity Stones, um, and once and he has a gauntlet, and like once he has all of them, all he has to do is snap his fingers. And, and all those stones represent different things. The time stone, the mind stone. Reality. You know, the reality stone. Space stone. All, all yeah. different stuff. Um, and uh, you know, the soul stone. And it was good. That was what was great about Infinity Wars because you had to do the search for those items and you didn't know where they all were. Yeah, and all throughout the Marvel Universe, they're mentioned and sought yeah, after earlier and protected. Films, all the way back like until that. like Thor Dark World, yeah. really, is when they started kind they were, of mentioning it. So they, they were, were planning, planning towards this. Oh, yeah. oh, this yeah. was a big thing. Yeah. And they're already planning towards the And end this season, happened in the comics? Phase Did this happen in the comics? Yeah, it was a big storyline by George Perez. So you sort Mark of knew Wolfman. what was so, coming well, when you knew, Thanos you knew came Thanos. on the scene. You were like, all right, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, well, and so that was the big his big storyline. And one one thing that I really liked, um, I, you know, one of the directors put it out was like because they did so many origin stories in the Marvel universe, you know, and this wasn't an Avengers movie. This was a fucking Thanos movie, you know. This was his origin story. That's yeah, why, like, at the end of Infinity Wars, it said Thanos will be back. Yeah. You know, so he gets all the uh, he gets all the stones, yeah. snaps his finger, half the life half the life across the universe disappears, including a lot of our heroes. Yeah, including let's all but the a couple all but the original six Spider Man. Gone, Star Lord gone, Strange. Black Panther gone, Doctor Dutch. Strange dead. Uh, who made it? Uh, Vision. Well, who made it? <laughs> they're in the Endgame, so you've got Thor's alive, and probably one of the best things oh we'll talk God, about dude, on this. Yes. So we'll get to that. Uh, Iron Man's alive. Cap's, Cap's, Cap's alive. Black Widow's uh, alive. Black Widow. Uh, Clint, who becomes Ronan. Yeah. Uh, uh, Clint's uh, Hawkeye. And uh, Hulk. <laughs> Hulk's alive, and yeah. Hulk. Uh, Hulk can. <laughs> Hulk can talk normal. Hawkeye, where'd you get your powers at a sporting goods store? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a badass in that. Yeah, he's, he's a badass in Endgame. They did yeah. him the solid by yeah. making him a badass because if they could have just floated off and made him one of the worst characters and they turned into And him. also Ant-Man survived because he was Ant-Man. in the quantum realm. Yeah, that was what was interesting because we had seen Infinity War, but then we saw Ant-Man and then the end credit sequence on Ant-Man was so great that he enters this crazy realm that Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer are supposed to uh, pull him out of at a certain point and the snap happens while he's in there. So he's stuck in this kind of realm because for no one's there years. for five years. And yeah. this, he's kind of the linchpin of what brings Endgame to the forefront. Yeah. All because of a little small rat. Fucking mouse, so man. They, save the universe. He's, this machine is in the back of a van and, uh, and he's inside basically 
uh, he's in the machine inside this kind of realm. And what, five years later, the the mouse gets into the van oh, and actually steps, the cables. steps on actually something? steps on a button. Steps oh, on a button? And yeah. Paul Rudd just pops out. Yeah. He's like, holy shit. In like, what, five years, seven years? Five years. Five years yeah, has gone but, by. But for him, it was like five minutes. Yeah. Because he was in but another, then he went and we saw he him was visit in the his daughter. realm. His daughter's like a teenager now when yeah. she was a little kid before. And he has no idea what happened, you know? And so he has to, and the Avengers have kind of like given up, you know? They're they're kind of they're just, quitters. Yeah, well, they go out and find that fucking yeah. dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah, been they five got the years. shit beat out of them. I, and I'm sure the first year that was it, you know. Yeah. But now they're on year five, and they thought it was all lost by the fifth year. Yeah. And then Paul Rudd just shows up outside <laughs> on the camera. Yeah. Hey guys, yeah. let me in. And they're like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and at the same time, uh, Iron Man who was on another planet um, is with, I can't remember uh, Gamora's sister's name. Uh, Dave, you know. Nebula. What's her name? Nebula. Thanks, Dave. Uh, <laughs> Glad I can help. Yeah, and Iron Man like is just about to fucking die. You yeah. know, he's like literally taking his last breaths. And Captain Marvel, who also came out after Infinity yeah. Wars, um, you know, just shows up in the middle of the universe and fucking saves Iron Man, um, which is a key component. Is that something he can do? Captain Marvel, she, um, she sorry. yeah, dude, she's she's fucking badass. Um, but then they got to go get Thor. Yeah, um, <laughs> and Thor looks just like I did hear about this. He looks like the Big Lebowski. Yeah, and they make a lot of Big Lebowski like, references. Yeah, he's he's got a huge gut. All he does is play video games. Yeah, uh, and drink beer. And drink beer. New Doug is there. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's it's funny they got to bring him back. And you think that they're gonna jump forward and Thor's gonna be like ripped at some point? No, he's fat through the whole movie. Yeah. And it's hilarious. But he's also, like, broken, you know? But something happens with Thanos in the first quarter, eighth of the movie yeah. that we never expected we were going to see. Yeah. Go for it. Um, so, yeah. So, they basically... Go for it, Yeah. Justin. They basically <laughs> locate Thanos... Um, Early on. Yeah. Within probably the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie. He was supposed to be hiding? Yeah, he was off in a... He was in, in what he called his garden. It was where he always was going to go after he completed... He was just completed. in a prairie, He's a small little house. He just wanted to see the world burn. No, he was more like, there's too many people in the world, too many resources are being used up, wipe half of them off, and then we can I mean, start I agree fresh. With that. Well, that was Justin's thought after seeing it. Dude, like, after seeing it, I was I like... I hate to say it, bro, but Thanos? He yeah, had the right idea. He had the right idea, dude. Like, <laughs> um, however, when the snap does happen and you see what society has become and, like, everybody's just... I mean, it's just a total trauma, so... At like, the end of Infinity War, was great because Samuel L. Jackson just has enough time to get a text off of uh, to Captain Marvel before he disappears and his last word is like, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they cut it out right before the sea, you know? It's um, really, these two movies are masterful, yeah. masterfully done. Um, but yeah, so they end up chopping Thanos' head off you know, within the first 15 minutes yeah. of the and movie. You're like, holy shit, I thought we were going to work up to that. Yeah. Um, and so that's when... The, but then they had to figure out how to roll back time or something? Yeah, so they had did to they use, just fly around the Earth backwards? Like super well, that was what they did. No. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> well, the, one of them came up with the idea that, hey, we could still reverse this shit if we... <laughs> Ant-Man, because yeah, of the Ant quantum realm. And so they go and they talk to Iron Man and, you know, he eventually figures it out and, like, you know, they have to undo the snap and, God, dude, like, my favorite fucking moment in that movie is when um they hulk does snap mm. you know they they finally get the infinity gauntlet and hulk snaps and uh just maybe like 30 seconds later like they're expecting something to happen and nothing happens you know 
um, and Thanos is about to fucking beat their yeah. ass. You're like, oh, God, and they you went hear, all the way to this point, and they fucked it up. Yeah, and like you, I mean, you just look at them, and you're like, fuck, dude, they're about to lose, you know? And all of a sudden, you just hear... Did you really think they were going to no, lose? No, it, it was... <laughs> dude... It was a great fucking scene. Yeah, I mean, you didn't know they—they they were they do these. You were waiting. They do for it these to well enough that you can't predict them from moment to moment. Yeah, and so like you're trying to figure out what's about to happen, and all of a sudden, um, Captain America's on the screen, and you just hear Falcon say, "Cap, on your left." On your left. And all of a sudden, fucking everybody just shows up, dude. That disappeared. Yeah, it's like, back, dude. And it had, but they um, were happy. Oh, uh, dude, it had like a twenty-minute battle. Yeah, and like if movie. you if you go on like YouTube and you know look at. People Those, people's reactions the to fucking crowd in the movie theaters yeah. just goes nuts in all of them. Like, dude, yeah, was, they they pulled like people like uh, the Russo brothers were like these guys are our own personal marionettes, you know, and we can like we're pulling the strings on what all these people want, and they gave us exactly what we wanted, you know. Yeah. And I, I thought it was it was phenomenal. Yeah. It was very well done, and it was one of the most anticipated movies ever. That's why it eventually did beat Avatar. Avatar, for that, for yeah. That. I mean, they really had to push it. They re-released it in the theater and shit. Yeah, hey. James Cameron's like, fuck you guys. Well, I'm just going to put Avatar back in the theater and make Uh, it a new 4K 3D. I think that's the most hype thing that nobody wants. Unfortunately, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. And he's doing like six more. But right? I yeah. bet you, I bet you they're going to be incredible. And I bet well, you, well, if if the, first if the one, next if the one, one back does awesome, yeah, then he's back on track. Yeah. If, if it sucks, then he is then, in trouble. Then it's all. He doesn't do many bombs. That's why he doesn't, he doesn't do many movies. Yeah, man. I mean, he takes his time to get it right, yeah. and he has yeah. the money. I think Jesus. in between movies, his he name just is James Cameron, the bravest pioneer. And we know he will staple your cell phone with a nail gun that he brings to the set. Yeah, God, it's fucked up. He doesn't just leave it on the set; he brings it. Every day yeah. to the set. Yeah, <laughs> you're not nailing my phone. It's like it costs like a grand. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. Uh, yeah, good yeah. movie, man. I, I can't wait till I own it. I, I will in the next. Two I weeks. own every single one. I uh, it's available um, on digital already, but yeah. I want the physical. No, copy. I want the physical copy. Yeah. I have every Marvel movie except for Endgame because I I was missing Captain Marvel and Ant Man and Wasp, and I just picked them up like a few weeks ago. Hell yeah! So I got them all. It's great. They're fun, man. One of the most (laughs) most enjoyable weeks I had was uh, when I rewatched all of them before we did that Marvel Mm pod. That's a freaking commitment, man. I went through all of them. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, it was it was fun. You should do it one day. I don't remember that. You like them. You like them. (laughs) You're like them. There's enough action stuff that you'd enjoy. There's a lot of, but it takes a lot of effort to go through them all. Yeah. And you need to know the order because after a while. If you're trying to dip back in what everyone has watched in the theater and everything, yeah. it's, it's kind it's of... It's really just not my favorite genre, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. They connect so well together. I'm sure though, they do. And I'm sure the, every movie I see of them will be yeah. enjoyable. It's just I don't feel like when you like something happens on the screen you get pumped, I just wouldn't feel it because right. I wouldn't really care yeah. either way. I feel you. All right. <laughs> That's well, my two cents. <laughs> we'll take it. All right. What do you got? All right. Last one. Wow. Last movie. This one got referenced earlier too. This is two movies. Uh-huh. Should, uh-huh. I should get two points. <laughs> Take that ET figure from him. <laughs> <laughs> Fight. <laughs> so this is Benedict Cumberbatch. Wow. Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Is it Doctor Cumberbatch? Strange? Yeah. yeah. Is ben- it Doctor Strange? Mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch. Conti Bosch. That's, that's <laughs> no, what's his name. Let's, just, let's say it together. <laughs> Cumberbatch. Conti Bosch. <laughs> you can't do it. Just call, uh, him, Kobayashi? Just call him Benny. <laughs> so, Benny from Benny, the Bronx. Benny from the Blanks. <laughs> he plays, um, this is 
set during. I had to have. What was the name of it? Uh, the imitation game. Yeah, I couldn't think of it earlier. <laughs> now this is the code breaking one. Yeah, yes, the code breaking exactly. One. Yeah. Is, and this is Alan Turing. Mm-hmm. They sort of that Turing test. They use is, the Turing is test is loosely based yeah, on like Blade Runner. Uh, Blade Runner. That oh, wow. test that they run. Uh, to find out if you're a uh, replicant or not, they call it the Turing test. Yep. And they and use also his... in uh, uh, El Mariachi. Yep. Or not they reference Mariachi, uh, Ex Marcana. Ex Marcana. Oh yeah. So yeah, they reference him a lot in yeah. pop culture because he he literally he's, he's helped famous for win a, the a war. bunch of different things too. But I he mean. helped the he helped win the war. Yeah. Like and without he, him, and he got the shaft big time. Uh, yeah. And if you don't know the story, he was one of the top mathematicians. And was Kira Knightley? Was in Kira Knightley? And how he cultivated her was crazy. Yeah. He shows up at British Intelligence and says, uh, it's the guy with the creepy eye from The Last Action Hero. Yeah, Charles, Charles Dance. Dance. Yeah. So Charles Dance is like the Admiral of the Navy, and and uh, Benny shows up. <laughs> it's like Charlie D. Lucky <laughs> D shows up. And he's like, he's like, well, why do you want to work for the Navy Intelligence? And he's like, I don't. <laughs> he's like well this is the shortest job interview I've ever had <laughs> yeah. he's like no you guys need me he's like they had an Enigma machine yeah. and the Enigma is referenced a lot it was an that, unbreakable it's code actually the name of the machine that yeah. changed every every midnight yeah. and they changed the settings hours, so yeah. it allowed the Nazis to use full and open communication right. with all their troops and all their generals so if you knew what they were saying you had their battle plan and their everything yeah, you win the war yeah. you win the war right. literally and so they had gotten a couple of the machines, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was. He's like, "There's an Enigma machine," and he's like, "You have no idea how many people got killed to bring us that machine." Mm-hmm. He's like, "In the last, in the time it's taken me to explain that, eleven people have died." Damn. So, but they they no so, stress at all. Yeah, they, right. they got the machine, but it, even having the machine didn't allow you didn't have the settings. Right. So you could. Type anything you. If you had the settings, you could set the machine and type. The and you know exactly what. So say, he yeah. invented a machine. This is 1939, by the way, mm-hmm. or 1940 or whatever. But U.S. hadn't been in there yet. Touring, they just got. They were just about just, to get into yeah. it. We were sending them supplies yeah. at that point. We weren't involved in it yet. So it's uh, like 30. We didn't get involved to 44. Or well, 41 was the but, bombing no, of Pearl Harbor. But that we only went after the for the a lot of the. The Euro- our European theater yeah, we did take Japanese. place till We dealt with the yeah, Japanese. Yeah, we were fighting Japanese for the first three yeah. or four years. So they, um, where was I in the story? Uh. They got him. Alan Turing is like, I'm the smartest person. He builds a computer. He comes in and he he thinks he wants to get hired. He's like, no, I want to run the program. So he writes Churchill himself and they put him in charge. Oh, he wow. wasn't making friends. He, oh, really. they hated him. They hated yeah. him. But uh, so, except for Kieran Knightley. Kieran Knightley. Kieran Knightley saw his genius. But he built a machine to, that could check thousands and thousands of settings. Because mm-hmm. they had to do like yeah. 140 million million. Oh, wow. Like 10 to the 47 million or something. Right. Ridiculous. Like in 24 hours. They had to check that many settings. Yeah, which, so, is impossible. which is impossible. Yeah. So he builds a machine and things aren't going great. He, they wanted but, to shut him down at any moment. But you know, here's the twist of the story. Because they start out, they go back to his childhood a lot. Show that he was into puzzles and stuff. But he was also... He was gay. Yeah. And in 1939, it was against the church. They would lock you up. It yeah. was a crime. Huh. So, you know, he had to oh, deal with hiding that. And then, you know, some I, people found The him. moment that I liked a lot is where they're, um, they're not, they don't quite have it figured out and they don't want to let, or maybe they just did, but they find out oh, one of the men on his that crew. powerful scene. Yeah. One of his men on the crew 
They, he realizes that his brother is on yep. one of these ships that, that they, they could warn. They know about it, that mm-hmm. the ship's going to get hit. Mm-hmm. But they can't say anything because then it will, uh, it'll reveal to the Germans that right. they're on they to him and they know on. what's going on. So yeah. they, he has to let that ship yeah. get destroyed. Yeah. And one of his brothers is right next to him and everything. Wow. So it was like, and they hated him even more for that. So right. it, was, it was tough. It was a tough thing. Yeah. He, I mean, because his philosophy was... The hardest part wasn't breaking. The hardest part will be not letting them think we have broken it. Yeah, because you so have to, literally you have had to, to pick faults. random things and throw a lot of disinformation out there mm-hmm. to make yeah. sure. Because if the Germans knew what it was, they would just change the settings. Right. Yeah. And they'd be back to zero. Right. Square one, yeah. And, you know, I, and I, I'm fascinated with that war. Mm. I'm fascinated with... You know what it took. So to win. many amazing stories that just have that still haven't even been told yet. But stories and inventions and I mean, war brings out. Yeah. Yeah. I told you about that Operation Mincemeat, where they uh, the book that's not made into a movie yet, but that's the one where they uh, they have to find this dead body and then make it look like he had water in his lungs and put fake uh, oh, yeah, stuff yeah, on him. But they yeah, put yeah, him yeah. in the it, it, yeah. like a hundred things had to go right for yeah. it to even work. But they threw him in the water at the right place that the current would take him to the German side. And they even uh, they, they did so many different things, but it worked. They they got those plans. One of the things that I haven't made a movie about yet in World War II, which I think would be unbelievable, is there was a regiment. Their entire job was to set up camps at night mm-hmm. with blow up tanks and blow up yeah, yeah. barriers and and painted facade and march troops in circles and play this crazy audio to make it sound like yeah. the Americans had a position when there was only so it was a whole made up like of theater one people tank, but it looked and, like 10 yeah, they wow. would just they did this whole orchestra of things to make the Germans and, and they have reports of the Germans reporting they're like oh we have to move a battalion over here because we've just spotted another it's fun, man war games man yeah, that's the real disinformation yeah. and all that kind of it's all I need they need to do uh, risk you know, they've been doing these stupid, like, uh, you know, battleship movies and everything yeah. based on a thing, but the the game Risk, oh, yeah. now that's a movie right there, yeah, that would where be they good. get to show all the behind-the-scenes stuff. They, a lot of the stuff that we saw on, like, The Darkest Hour in the war rooms and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. that uh, that would be fun to watch. Yeah, that was a great movie, and it, he, I think he won the Academy Award for it, and that character just got the shaft at the end, man. You felt so bad yeah. for him, and at the very end, they... Uh, they, the British it was the British government. They forced him to be chemically castrated because of being gay. Yeah. Oh wow! Uh, this guy or saved. This guy or, changed the or they war and saved us. And his repayment was that. And it's just insane, That's man, how far terrible. we've come. And that I remember when she came there and she had he had to tell her that that's what they did. It, it, they were going to get married. Remember, yeah. she was going to marry him. Yeah, he had issues to make it look. Then he was he, on the spectrum too, wasn't he? Didn't he have autism? He was. Definitely on the spectrum. Yeah, aren't we but, all a little yeah. bit? <laughs> some more than others. Some, some are more equal than others. Some are off the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, this is on that needle. Is, I don't want to say. What are you both looking at me for? <laughs> 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 Look at the rabbit. <laughs> no, I'm hanging with my All right. <laughs> all right. So this uh, last one on the wild card list. And this was a movie that is. It's on my top. 10 uh, movies of all time. I've been watching it ever since I was like eight years old. A lot of people haven't seen it. Super hard to find. Uh, first, oldest movie we probably talked about on here in 1944. And this is The Princess and the Pirate. 
Do you know what this is? The Bob Hope one? The Bob Hope yeah. one, man. <laughs> no, this this is, uh, no, I, I assume most people haven't seen mm. this movie. We it grew is, up watching it. Is it. Absent. We grew up watching it. And it's Wasn't be- it one of the first colorized? Yeah, it just Technicolor just had started. They even had some Technicolor jo- jokes in the movie yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he lo- he, and they broke the fourth wall a few oh, times, man. too. This was my favorite. I love Road to Morocco, uh, him and Bing Crosby. They did the road movies together, similar to like uh, Martin like, Lewis did. It's and, Stewie and And they were Stewie perfect. And, yeah, yeah. It's and, Stewie uh, Brian. and Brian. And Brian. <laughs> that was directly based on Road to Morocco. That song was the oh, song Road to Rhode sang. Island? Yeah, that oh, song really? is them singing, uh, Bing Crosby and him singing on no the camera. No kidding. See, that's awesome. Town. I love how they do and, that uh, stuff. And it's really, really good. Most stuff in Family Guy is a reference to um, old shit like yeah. that. Like Jim Cotta and shit. And people yeah. like, what? Simpsons did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. <laughs> well, their version was, we'll just make fun of movies instead. Yeah. Been done. Uh, Prince of the Pirate was so damn funny. Uh, every scene Bob Hope was in was hilarious. And like I said, I watched. This, we probably watched it a lot. You forget when we were how young. funny he is, and then you watch this because I watched this when it I doesn't was, feel like it should be funny, but it's hilarious. Mm. Uh, and it's it's very sophisticated and very witty as hell humor that he was able to accomplish in this movie too. It's not slapsticky. There are scenes where he falls down and does some minor goofy stuff, but goofiness wasn't really a big thing with him. It was more under his breath or directly <laughs> laughing. Camera. in the face of danger uh, yeah and <laughs> I'll tell you some of my favorite moments from it but I watched this when I was like home sick once and I think I'm the one at the home that cultivated it and started getting uh, playing it at the house and everything that- he was sick a lot on good movies <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, uh, so this was the it was him and the beautiful uh, Virginia Mayo who went on to do some other uh, stuff. Walter Brennan's in this movie from Real Bravo. He's so funny in this uh, Naked movie. Naked uh, of fe- Walter Brennan. I I think of him as a <laughs> featherhead from this all the time. So what we've got here is uh, Bob Hope is a quick change artist who has seven different faces, and he's actually on this ship with. Uh, with this other woman and a whole bunch of different crew members, and he's just trying to get to America, I think is where their ultimate goal was, but they never get there. Uh, they're invaded by pirates, and they steal uh, this one uh, girl, but this is a great interaction with her, and uh, he doesn't know she's a princess through like half the movie, too. The pirates are basically storming the ship so they can steal her and get a ransom uh and they're also looking for a, a map of a gold that, it's better to not know you're a princess and find out yeah. than to think you were one and so never were. we got introduced to sylvester the great which is what uh, bob hope's character was because he was being real loud in the next room and she came over and when he walked in he's dressed like a pirate in the middle of a death scene and he stabs himself in the chest and uh, he does a quick change once the pirates come and pretends he's this old gypsy uh, and they end, <laughs> they end up taking him and her hostage so they think he's a woman at some point and they bring him on there and uh, at some point you, uh, Walter Brennan comes up and says, I'm going to help you and this woman escape because the hook is the main pirate is going to kill you and I want you to do me a favor. This is a map for a treasure map, I want you to deliver to my uh, cousin in uh, in the Caribbean someplace. So he puts it in his, uh, in yeah. his shirt. Yeah, and he I'll do that it. right away. Yeah, <laughs> well, he says he'll give you some money and he'll uh, he'll help you when you get there to this town. So they get on a he gets him out, gets him on a dinghy, and uh, lets him off, and he goes to town. So once he's at town, it's just him and this woman who's trying to tell him she's a princess, and he won't believe it and everything. There's so many great. Uh, references to because he had just got off a stint with like 
six or seven Bing Crosby movies mm-hmm. and every uh, uh, thing. So there's like six or seven Bing Crosby jokes to the whole movie that are really, really funny. <sighs> like uh, I would... I, I did like a journey with this one guy and uh, it didn't work out so well, but he was a little fatter than you. Those types of references. Crosby's uh, like few minutes. And, well, the end, the end was awesome. And I'll, and I'll tell you, it's not like it's a big spoiler or anything. So, <laughs> you haven't seen it now. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Well, it's not that type of movie. Coming up on its 60th yeah. anniversary. Yeah. It's not that 70th. type of movie anyway. So anyways, he, he ends up doing this. He goes to this bucket of blood, which is this uh, really rough tavern. And it's really some really great, funny scenes where some guy just gets shot and they're like why'd he get shot he says he passed uh, his he cast his shadow on this guy and that's not a thing you want to do around here and then uh he's like uh He's like, wow, what else will get me hurt around here? He's like, well, you got to be able to hold your uh, alcohol. He says, well, I can hold it. And uh, he says, you better or someone's going to shoot you. And uh, the bartender comes. He says, what can I get? And he says, a very short beer. <laughs> and so he delivers on beers that are this big. And I don't oh, know God. what the effect was. It must have been going down a tube or something. Mm-hmm. But they show uh, Bob Hope almost finishing it. And then the guy puts his knife on the table and he finishes it. <laughs> the guy who shot the guy for with the shadow comes over and he says, I like a guy who can drink. You drink with me. And they put this 55-gallon drum mm-hmm. up. Top oh, shit. thing. So what happens is they're doing their nightclub act. He goes out there and he's bombing. Everyone's shooting at the stage and everything. And he puts Virginia Mayo out there and they all love her and they're throwing gold pieces over uh-huh. there. And he's like, "Oh, we could do this. You know, we could we could travel and do this together." And while he's counting the money, someone from the audience who's like the governor of that area snatches her and steals her. And uh, then someone tells Bob Hope, oh, they just took her. They went up to that they hill. They took your gift horse. And he, so, uh, we got your friend. Yeah, we, we got, got your friend. <laughs> so he goes to the governor. He doesn't know, realize that the governor that he's going to to complain about the kidnapping was the actual kidnapper. So they're not going to let him leave now. <laughs> and they, he says, you're going to be my guest here at the, uh, at the place. And while he's a guest there, the hook shows up who's in cahoots with the governor. And he's like, this damn gypsy stole my map. And, uh, and, Bob Hope's like in the scene. He's like, uh, he's like freaking out. So he and the hook's like, don't I remember you from somewhere? He says, no, I just have that kind of a face. <laughs> and um, there's a great scene where he gets back to his room and Featherhead comes out of the. Uh, you realize the pirates have docked and everything. Featherhead has come out of the closet and everything. Uh, and he's like, I got this map on me. I. You, I didn't know you had this map on me. They're uh, going to uh, kill the owner of this map. He said, one of my favorite lines, they're building a gallows outside. And he, he's like, you know what that is? That's slumber lumber right there. <laughs> <laughs> he says, we got to burn it. He says, no, let's. Uh, and Featherhead comes up behind him and knocks him on the head. And then while he's out uh, cold, tattoos a map on John on Bob Hope's chest. Oh, shit. And then puts his shirt back on. And then they he comes did it, too. They did he, homage to that in, uh, in uh, Yellowbeard. Yeah, yeah, they did. Oh, really? <laughs> and then uh, so he he wakes up and he was like, "Oh God, I still got this map. We got to do something. Let's eat it." And so they end up eating the map together and everything. <laughs> and he's like, he looks at uh, Walter Brennan and he says, "Man, I'm so glad to get this map off my chest." And Walter Brennan's like, "Get the map off your chest!" And he starts laughing, <laughs> like Walter Brennan does. And he's like, uh, also one of my favorite lines that I say with my uh, wife all the time when she gets so excited about something, I I say, "You need to lay that egg and get it over with," <laughs> <laughs> which is something Bob Hope said to Walter Brennan. But the, one of my favorite scenes is this next scene where the governor invites him to take a bath with him. They do this like huge like swimming pool type bath. And uh, Bob Hope takes his robe off and he's looking in the mirror and everything. He sees the map on his chest. Yeah. He immediately gets underwater and does like this Marco Polo thing yeah. with him. 
But then the hook shows up and grabs him and comes back to the room, and uh, Bob Hope uh, ends up smashing the back of the hook's uh, head, and then puts on his clothes and does a hook costume, yeah. and does a hook impression through the uh, rest of it. Nice. And so there's two of them walking around, and there's a great scene where the hook removes the mirror from the room and stands on one side, and they're doing the same thing together. Yeah. It's, it's just so funny, man. Those are always but yeah, funny. the end sequence is so great where. Finally, the British come and they take over the ship and they rescue the. Uh, they stop the hook right before they were going to kill uh, Virginia Mayo and Bob Hope, and uh, uh, she runs up to the uh, the king and says, uh, "says I'm so sorry I ran in. I fell in love with somebody and uh, uh, I I just couldn't be away from him." And Bob Hope's just like over there going, "Oh," <laughs> and everything, and he's worried to, uh, to get a huge hug from her. And she runs right by him and uh, starts hugging this seaman who is Bing Crosby. <laughs> Ah, that's awesome. And Bob Hope looks at the camera and says, what? I do two hours of this movie and the bit actor from Warner Brother comes over here and gets the girl? Yeah. This is not right, man. Yeah. This is the last movie I do for MGM. That's and the movie great. just ends. It's so funny, man. I that's just love good. those inner jokes like that. So yeah, Princess and the Pirate. It's a hard one to find. You'd never see him play it. And it's definitely one of the ones... If you hear Bob Hope, usually the movies you'll you'll hear are the road movies. There's like five of them too: The Road to Morocco, The Road to uh, Istanbul, The Road to Singapore. Uh, Morocco is the best one. So if you're looking for a great Bob Hope movie, that's the one to jump to. That or Spies Like Us. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Sorry, Doctor. I'm not which sick. <laughs> which is the uh, always. Uh, I try to throw people the Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon. You throw Bob Hope at them. That's a great movie to go to. Uh, hmm. Right there. Spies like us, because you can. Uh, you can I bring thought it he was going to play that game. No, that's more of someone trying to stump me type of thing. Because a lot of people can do it. <laughs> that's not your elementary level it's, games like you guys well, can do. It's yeah. not conducive to a podcast because people are going to have to sit there and think for a while. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people do it on paper. Uh, try to come up with it. I can do like a five degrees though. We'll do it off mic sometime. <laughs> I'm telling you, if, if you ever play that game though, the two most useful movies to always come back to if you want to really be next level at uh, Kevin Bacon is the two movies that Kevin Bacon has done that stars everyone is Sleepers and A Few Good Men. Hmm. Few Good Men, you can get almost anybody back to because just was, through Demi Moore, Jack Nicholson, and Tom Cruise, you can get anyone there. What was the Kevin Bacon movie where he was the prisoner at Alcatraz that was getting beat? Murder in the First? Yeah, that that's was a, a good, good one movie. to get if you needed Gary Oldman. Yeah, because yeah, Gary Oldman's the warden on that. So, hey, we will be talking prison movies, and if you want to do that, hey, hey that's up, a good up one. There. Uh, yeah, next week we're going to do our, our actors pod which is going to be Denzel Washington, which I cannot believe how many movies he has. Oh, yeah. Like, literally, I'm I'm knocking off movies that we should be talking about this we can't because I don't want it to be, like, 20 movies long. I mean, he's if I was going to put every good movie that he had on, it's, like, 26, 27 movies. So I'm, I'm sure. trying to keep it down to, like, 18. And a couple of the movies we've talked about a little bit more than others are going to be left off. I mean, none of the real biggies that he has, but uh, it'll be it'll be fun. And then the week after that, we're going to do... Uh, My man. I was just about to say that. <laughs> no, we left that one on there. Uh, the week after that, we're going to do... He does that in every movie. <laughs> we're going to do prison movies, which is also another genre that's that's huge, man. I've already redesigned my list twice because there's just so many damn movies mm. that I'm going to kind of go a little bit more obscure with it. Uh, so be thinking about that movie. And then after that, please scan me. Yes. The police Academy movies, man. We're going to go fitting. through the whole series. Yeah, right after prison? Yeah. The police. Yeah. That was planned. <laughs> I don't think those group of people put anybody in prison. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, now then, that's what you were mentioning earlier. You want to mention uh, if there's a couple moments from the podcast that you like, a specific episode that you uh And I could even maybe, uh, if I'm... Uh, this is number 100 if you just jump into the end. Yeah. <laughs> Century mark, bitch. Uh, some of these I could probably... You could mention what it is, and I could even cut in the actual clip from it. Uh, uh, if I does that mean we have it? 215 hours yes. of, of average of us out in the... In the social media world, there you mm-hmm. go. that's a lot. Um, yeah, so I think in episode fifty, actually. Oh shit, he knows one, the episode number yeah, and everything. Well, he what, checked it before. Hey, no, no, no. Well, I know this one because it's one of my favorite. Episode moments. fifty was a wild card. Episode. Yeah, um, but when uh, when we talked about the inside joke from all the Armageddon singing, mm. all the all the episodes, which are, are somewhere between like seventeen and twenty seven. We yeah. just had trying a, we to say we were funnier back then. <laughs> no, that, we just after fifty, we kind of like went ixnay on the uh, Armageddon. Day. I think probably because we every time we did it, Paul would like raise, <laughs> raise a finger and then no, be like, "Don't start singing! Don't start! <laughs> don't singing. you do it!" <laughs> See, but it's rules like that that need to be broken. Exactly, you know. <laughs> oh, this play that I let it go. Liar. I don't want to fall asleep because <laughs> I'd miss you, babe, and I don't want to miss a thing. Kind of a wild card. He has to <laughs> exactly. He can't say nothing. You, you do what you want. You're the winner of the wild card That's championship. Oh, I so. do have the ET trophy. <laughs> Maybe this will just be the trophy, and and whoever wins next time everything's gets the good. ET. Yeah, everything's good from now. They put on. another ring. Unless put another some, box on him, like <laughs> the Stanley Cup. Unless you get. <laughs> Some uh, serious good luck from having that thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. Up. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> wins right? the lottery tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wins the lottery. He has to, he has to kick uh, in some money. To was was there an episode yeah, or a, uh, a moment that was uh, that you remember fondly? Nope. <laughs> 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 I like the Coen Brothers one. Was really good. The Coen Brothers was a good um, one. I like. I always being able had to talk a about good every movie. I like. I so, love the animation one that we did. I thought the animation one was actually pretty funny, and then the whole Plague Dogs thing I thought played well uh, uh, on that. that. Yeah, that was fun. Um, another one of my many favorite moments is um, Robert Lozier. Robert, Robert, Robert Lozier. Lozier. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those that like continuing things that happen like that. And, like, anytime someone mentions hamburger, we hear just hamburger. Hamburger. Which always makes me laugh when it's done, you know. And, yeah, the little inside <laughs> jokes along the way. Those yeah. have been really fun. Zombie, Zombie leopard pirates. Zombie leopard pirates. Zombie that was, yeah. a, that was a big that, one. They're so long ago that we already put that movie out. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't do well. It didn't no. do well. The one. Uh, a moment that when we tried to skip Dave and we joked about him being fired and then you spout out the office baseline. Oh yeah. I just Fix the, the glitch. glitch. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna not work here no more. <laughs> or also Ninja Dave when we did the uh, when we did the Kung first Fu? Kung Fu pod. Yes, he was that, there. It was very silent. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Ninja it Dave. It was a protest, really. Yeah. <laughs> he I didn't think we were ready for for uh, karate and you guys thought we were and yeah, I, yeah. you know. I should have worked you in there like a couple voices if I was really good with the, some of the editing or my really, name is David Dupree yeah, yeah. my <laughs> name is my passport yeah, I, I can't tell you how Verified. close how close I came to snipping a line that says that Justin is Justin saying god I love this fucking movie and put it right after last week when we were talking about uh, once upon uh, a time, time and then, because we talked about it for a good you six can still minutes. do it <laughs> no, it, comes it is out, the digital it comes world. out tomorrow yeah. but uh, nobody's got the it's a good episode and we it's a good discussion and everything but if yeah. i had that's what kept me from doing it because if i had to do it to make it real funny yeah we would have had to just cut all of that out and just end it with i love that fucking movie yeah. and then cut down to the, all right what's your first pick on this yeah, yeah. or it was really funny the other day when we were talking about the uh, the game penis 
And then, oh, yeah. and then at the end yeah. of the episode, it goes, penis. <laughs> that was Don't do good. that again, That's some of, my, some of my fun stuff is being able to put the uh, the specific clips at the beginning or different ones gets, at the end. We don't have to be there. To be <laughs> well, yeah, well, but I... did the ice cream truck with Smokey. Yeah, the ice cream yeah. truck and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, the X-Files theme song. I try not the to... ice cream truck theme yeah. song. Yeah. I try not to heavily produce the episode so we yeah. can just let the uh, discussion <laughs> tell you guys. Yeah. But, no, but uh, sometimes, like, this episode... This, we'll, this episode will have lots of clips in it and everything like that. But I, I love it when, like, the Robin Williams episode where we had Robin Williams clips throughout the whole thing. thing. John yeah. Candy with the yeah. thing, same thing with John Candy. So some movies, it kind of pairs well than others. I, I'm looking forward to the beginning and end clips from these. Yeah. Because I know you got some special ones. There's some, yeah. uh, some good stuff coming on that it I've is. been, like, uh, messing with. So we'll hopefully this uh, everyone will like this and we'll be back for 101 and we will uh dalmatians we will be back for another wild card at 150 hell yes yeah, it'll be exciting it's been nice uh, or been my birthday whatever comes first yeah, yeah. oh you're gonna or, pull you gonna pull a justin card get it <laughs> <laughs> if you can do it yeah exactly if you can find a reason for a wild card fucking find that reason i man. lost my leg in a car accident guys <laughs> wild card <laughs> All right, so if you want to get a hold of us, you can leave us a comment or a like on SoundCloud or iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook or send us an email at fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com, and we will get back to you. But in, uh, if there's nothing else, we will be talking some Denzel the next time we meet, next Saturday. So until then, see ya. Adios. Bye. Oh shit, it's about to get real. Chilling, everybody's fascinated with films. I got Dave on my left and Paul on the right. We talking movies all day and all fucking night. That's just how we do it now, cause we breaking it down. And everybody get your popcorn, come gather round. Hamburger. 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 Hamburger.